What is going on, Whisper Nation? And welcome all the way in to another episode of the Fantasy Whispers. We are here live on Monday, March 14th, getting ready to mock draft with you guys. It's a half point PPR, Superflex Dynasty startup, as we always do every Monday. We are mocking with you on Sleepers. So, Whisper Nation, come on in, join the mock. It's all over our socials. But, guys, this isn't just any other mock draft Monday, it is Johnny Game Time's birthday. So happy birthday to the wait, man, wait, the wait, myth, wait, the wait, legend, wait, wait. Johnny underscore game time. You can find him on Twitter. Johnny, how you doing, man? Hey, why why are you yelling? That's what I want to know. Dude, why are you yelling? Got to bring the action hey. here. Are you ready? No, are, I'm just you're not ready. Dude, let's go. I'm jacked, dude. I'm jacked. I'm jazzed. I, I couldn't, uh, you know, I woke up this morning, you know, and after, you know, I pissed excellence, uh, you know, I, my wife asked me. What would what you do you want to go to the do? doctor? No, she said, what do you want? What do you want to do for your birthday? And you know what I said? I want to mock draft. That's what I want to do. I want to mock draft with Whisper Nation. So that's what we're doing right now. I'm jazzed to be here, man. Well, happy freaking birthday. And our other host on the other mic down there below me, you can see Austin Sear, Austin underscore R underscore Sear on Twitter. What's going on, my man? Love the beanie. What's up, dude? I know yeah. I died it myself. Back yeah, in the uh, the early days of the pandemic, back when we were still watching people sing across from balconies, we got our we got our yeah. we got our that was your uh, quarantine hobby, huh? A little bit, one of them. Yeah, I love how Austin like always surprises us right before we go live. Like he never wears what he's gonna wear pre-show as we always like, an outfit change. It, yeah he always is like oh like we do like our that little warm-up video and then he like disappears and then he comes back with a whole new wardrobe bro i'm not gonna hit you i'm not gonna hit you with the fit in the pre-production yeah, yeah it's just it wouldn't be right i feel like you're feeling the energy out and then you understand what you want to go with as soon as that music starts you know we've talked the whisper nations told us all about you know how that music gets them going well i think Ooh. that gets austin going a certain type of way and then he gets going with the uh with the drip so Guys, does this? Yeah, does this, <laughs> we're does in. Does this music get you on here? Huh? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. It's not no. doing it for me. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're, we're, we're working on, on yeah. filling. Yeah, this is the music right here. This We're working on filling the mock draft lobby right now. We've got three teams still uh, open. It is like we said. Oh, my God. This is like, this feels <laughs> like a space jam almost. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> We got I'm, there, like, uh, strapped I'm not, not going to lie. Yeah. It's like kind of stressing me out now. <laughs> yeah. Like it started off like too slow. I was like ready to get into it. But now it's well, just yeah, like, it was definitely like, um, will we ever fill the mock draft? That's the yeah. ideas I was getting when I'm the music. Got me I, I, I cracked open my rock star with too much enthusiasm. And now I have little ro rock star droplets all around my area now. So oh, no. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scare the. Why do you, Why does he have that toilet paper there? I think you guys all know why. You know, know. sometimes we do mock draft marathon. We've got to be on live for 24 straight hours. Talked about my picks, bro. I can't. Yeah, be. This is where we're gonna so be. Don't right crap here. the bed. Don't crap your seat. Let's do this. We've got three teams left in this mock draft, um, to be filled. So we've got that link on Twitter. We'll probably drop drop it here in the chat as well it's in our discord so make sure you're looking those at the links in the description to join discord follow us on twitter as well uh we'll be doing this every single monday so make sure you're rocking with us just want to say what's up to everybody in whisper nation that's in here the cat's pajamas listener league champion hey. last year right hey. after him is jay blizzy the listener league champion the year before we've got dumpster fire in here um johnny is in the oh, one I, position I, oh. Sorry, I'm in the you're talking about my position. fantasy basketball team. Sorry. Dumpster fire, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Austin's in the 12, but in between us, we've got John Candy W. We've got And Rules 808 and Smitty Satow, who just recently, didn't he win a jersey? Smitty just pulled something in. Yeah, he, he uh, just cards, jersey, right? Oh, cards. Cards, probably. Smitty won a car? Well, no, he I won the, I think he was trying to trade the Acres jersey for the uh, the Mitchell jersey. So I think that's what um, he was trying maybe, to do. Oh, maybe he did but if, win a jersey. Oh, that's a good yeah. question. Who would you rather have, Mitchell or Acres? Uh, in Dynasty? Dynasty? I think you, I'm going hey, Acres. You won't. You won't. I think I'm going Acres. Mitchell's interesting. I think he's definitely solidified himself as a guy with the shot, but Acres is, you know, at least hey. higher capital, showed he came back from injury, better offense. I think all that lines up for him. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of you know shooting your shot, man. Some of these some of these guys getting some free agent deals right now. Woo! Oh yeah, man. How about your boy Christian Kirk, Johnny? Dude, twenty one mil a year. I was Wait, like, what? Yeah, dude, he got twenty one mil no. a year. Yes. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, hey, hey! Tell this Brett is- Johnson that's why Michael Gallup got the deal he did. Oh hey. yeah, I mean the market is is wild right now. I mean, look at Mike Williams' deal. Makes that look like chump change now. At least Mike Williams got some highlights you could point to. Christian Kirk, it's like, are we going back to college for those highlights? Bro, hey, this is all I got to say. Bye, Felicia. That's what I got to say. Hey, I do not. I'm I'm usually really excited when people get paid. Like, you know, we we like to promote that. That's one of the things about the show. We definitely like to promote. But that's one that I'm like, uh, hey, go ahead, Jags. Pay that that man 20 mil, 21 mil. That's, yeah, that's I mean, it, talk about a birthday present. He got it there. Cat's Pajama says, what's hey. up, guys? Happy birthday game time. It was Pretty my straight. birthday yesterday, so oh! I'm my birthday mock draft, too. Let's Happy go. birthday, Cat's Pajamas. Let's, Let's go. go. Nice. Champ. And then we got our boy yeah. Freak Stomp in here asking Austin for a little bit of a peekaboo. Oh. And got him. Three you know, it's always left. it's always in there. We got a few more spots left before we rock into this. Guys, are um, anything in your in your mind picking that twelve position, Austin? I'll start with you. You're uh, a super flex, right? When you get there, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm interested oh, to see. I guess we can go over like those starting lineups, right? Yeah, I don't have a hard hard and set way to go right now. I usually try to go against the grain in these, just because it's a little bit more fun to not be chasing. Oh. T- trends but to you know zig when they zag and so at this part i i would love to avoid picking up quarterbacks in a super flex i think that's super fun um but on the same token if nobody picks up a quarterback you know in the beginning i don't i don't have a problem souping up patrick mahomes and josh allen or something weird like that which will not be available at the 12 spot but you know what i'm saying yeah i mean something will be there quarterback wise it usually is on the turn before you start having to just wait on quarterback but you've been a proponent for waiting on quarterback and super flex so we'll see how that goes guys if you're mocking with us or you're wanting to mock with us make sure you hit that like button hit that subscribe if you're new to the channel help us continue to grow this thing and come back every single monday as we lead up to our mock draft marathon in the month of july most likely still to be determined it'll be in the summer months because as it gets hotter we get hotter in our mocking and we got to go for 24 hours and get it with you get get the heat going johnny you want to talk a little bit about our rosters today what we're doing with this particular math mock. We know it's a half point PPR super flex and it's a dynasty startup. What are we looking at roster wise? So you got obviously one sort of starting quarterback for sure. In there you have two running backs. Most people would start another quarterback, AKA super flex there. Uh, you also have a flex at the wide receiver 
wide uh, running back tight end spot, tight end, three wide receiver start. And then we just did six bench spots here. But normally in a dynasty, you do, you know, 25 plus or probably like 25. That's what I like. But we won't go that far tonight. Just we're just Slim Reaper, who just was uh, right. No defense. Sorry. Oh, that's yeah. We usually try to punt those. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Slim Reaper saying he's at work saying, what's up, my dudes? Just wanted to say Whisper Nation Strong. Hashtag Whisper Nation Strong. What's going on? But we are full, man. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we did it. All right. We're going to hit that start button here. Go for it. Start this mock draft, baby. Oh, well, I got to. I got it. it Johnny's on the clock here, and we've talked a little bit about the 101. I I guess I'm just going to ask. We're early into free agency. We're early into these contracts, these extensions, trades. What's been the biggest surprise move for you, Austin, um, that you've seen go down so far this offseason? You know, whether it's the Russell Wilson trade or Rogers staying, what, 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 you know, any of these contracts? Well, the contracts at the wide receiver position have been startling. I'm startled. I'm not guess. I guess I'm not surprised looking Mm. at it now. We've said that this was probably coming up. I was just telling Brett Johnson in our League of Record chat that the price of wide receivers is going up. And so Christian Kirk getting 20 plus still does surprise me like heavily. But I guess it's not like that surprising. Uh, Tom Brady did catch me off guard. Oh, we. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> Johnny's gotta kill effects. those uh, sound effects. <laughs> I love those sound effects from sleep. No, I killed them. I killed them. No, they're on. We just heard them. We just heard the wow. Me, wasn't it? it wasn't from me. That's maybe it was mine. You guys, maybe it was, yeah, maybe you guys it was turn it off. Might, yeah, we got, all individually have to do it. Yeah. Good. Good to know our technology. Wait. But Travi, I think that the Tom Brady news was de- was genuinely surprising. Mm, um, yeah. Russell, Russell Wilson also. Um, Cool to see. I guess not really surprising. It's all kind of right. working together. Maybe you know what the most surprising thing is how much all of these little rumors are actually true. Yeah. Kind of uh, that, especially in the Tom Brady situation, as you mentioned, I, I was definitely surprised. I mean, I guess I, you can't be surprised with Brady, uh, cause, especially because he always he kind of let the door open. Plus, his announcement was weird, right? Like he wanted to be the one to announce it. Schefter broke it first. Then he said, you know, his camp came out, said it wasn't. That's not what happened. Schefter, you know, pumped the brakes. Then he came out like two days later. Yeah, I am retiring. Kind of felt like forced almost, not on his timeline. And then, you know, that kind of festered and he came back. But if you were with us last Monday, then you saw Austin accidentally draft Tom, draft Tom Brady in the That's world. Right. Of uh, mock drafts, that worked out really well in your favor, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. That reminded me um, of uh, last year. It reminded me of last year when I did that with Gronk, and I was so mad in that mock. Oh, yeah. And then right. it was like, oh, that was, that was actually pretty pretty solid for like the first five weeks. Johnny, take me behind the Jonathan Taylor pick here at 101. We, I mean, it's nobody's shaking their head at it, but it is a dynasty oh. startup. You might go with a wide receiver. You might go with a quarterback, especially super flex. What was your line of thinking here with Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I definitely went back and forth, and I was like, uh, do I go quarterback here or do I go with Jonathan Taylor? I know running backs generally have a shorter span. I understand that, but I kind of wanted to – I like Jonathan Taylor, and he's still really young, doesn't have a whole lot of tread on those tires, so – why why not dude let's it's let's get a little wild 
It's a mock draft. It's my birthday. So really, I could have started with who the hell I wanted. <laughs> going to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. I, yeah. I could have drafted. Pick up JT just like it's your birthday. And you yeah. know, we don't give a fuck because it's your birthday. Yay. Exactly. Find me at the club. Find me at the yeah, mock. So, all right. I mean, that. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't care for your explanation until you said it was your birthday. That just <laughs> like, literally, you're going to have the best team no matter what. So. Uh, that's how we're going to go with this. Too bad you're not, down. you know, too bad you're not actually drafting a real team here because on your birthday, I mean, you got that birthday luck, then you could get going. Hey, I'm a lot just, of runs. I'm going to see what I could do with this. Like, I'm not upset. I got, cause here's the reality. Like one of these top running backs is probably not going to fall here to me. And yeah. yeah we'll so see. best case scenario, what are you going by best available that turn comes around on the turn? I'm not necessarily asking you for, for you to make your pick right now. Cause obviously you don't want to give that information up, but as Austin's on the clock here, he's doing his thing. Best case scenario. You want to start with a wide receiver or running back. Uh, what do you want to go from here? Why roster construction wise? We'll see what comes around. I probably will look to see what quarterbacks are here. Uh, and, like I honestly was looking at wide receiver potentially taking wide because I like wide receivers going wide receiver out in the first round because they, they have generally a longer span. Um, but taking out the one one I was like, okay, this is a little interesting for me. So that's why I went JT. It was, I felt like it was safer than going with like Devonte Adams, which I love, but I don't know if I'd necessarily love him two or three years Speaking of, is that rumor true that just came out? Devontae Adams is not going to play for the franchise yeah. tag? Yeah. The deal done or get it, find something else? Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he stripped his social media of Packers-related uh, things. He's got my, my dynasty quarterback, Kyler Murray's lead. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's got Darius Slay commenting on his uh, is, is the number one tweet on or that he retweeted about Darius Slay saying, yeah, go get you 30 mil. Uh, Devonte. So I mean, yeah, he should get it if if Christian Kirk can get twenty one mil. Then oh, Devontae yeah, Adams. I'm sure that that's been a big part of these contracts coming out. As Adams is sitting here, like, why the hell would I pay play on a tag that, although it is a good tag, it's a tag off of last year's numbers, right? And so right. what it is, it's an average of the. You're either you get an average of the top five at the position, or you'll get 120 uh, percent of last year's contract. Or I'm sorry, is it, yeah, the year before his contract. So um, he's not—he wasn't playing on a rookie deal. He had his own deal, obviously. Since then, Austin, uh, speak a little bit on on your thoughts on the Devonte Adams news. There, I think it makes a lot of sense, to be honest, and I think that it makes sense from all parties involved, from all perspectives involved with the Packers and the and Devonte Adams. Like I talked last week about the Aaron Rodgers contract, the four-year deal that came out that Aaron Rodgers then said wasn't true. Speculation is because his headline was stolen by the Russell Wilson trade. And I said last week, I still think it's it's going to come out. It's going to be a four-year deal. Like, I think that's probably what ended up happening, just like we've seen a lot of these Aaron Rodgers rumors end up, you know, being more true than not. And I think Devontae Adams is smart to want to hitch himself to Aaron Rodgers right here. And as Johnny pointed out, I think, like, Adams is around 28, you know, in his later 20s, still in that prime. But, you know a couple of years of it left most likely. And it makes sense to try to lock yourself in for a fatty deal right now. Like you're not going to do better next year than what you did this year already. So lock it in. They're already in the mode to open up the checkbook and set this next chapter. And I'll tell you what, man, I remember when Rogers was signed to his fatty deal and I, and I forget who had said it, but they were like, deals are going up. 
this sounds crazy right now, but in not a lot of amount of time, this isn't going to be a huge deal. And just right. look at economics all the time. Like we just have to get used to numbers changing. We get used to gas going from a buck fifty to four fifty. Obviously, there are some wild things happening, but everything just ends up costing more money. It's just how it goes, and it's a freaking relative number. And we're like, oh my god, thirty million for a wide receiver? Yeah, and in not too long, it's going to be fifty million for a wide receiver, and it's going to cost three million dollars to buy a house in Nebraska. Like it just yes. is. Get yourself more money. Not just the gas prices. Seven point nine percent inflation is is going to the wide receiver market as well right now, as we see Christian Kirk, Big Mike Williams, and and that's causing maybe Devonte Adams to beat his chest a little bit more and say, "Look, guys, uh, I'm way better than those guys, so I need way better money than those guys as well." And well within his rights to ask that. It'll be interesting to see what the Aaron Rodgers contract ends up being. Uh, if it is cap friendly, that helps the and that would help them get a Devonte Adams deal done. Then kudos to him. Uh, I, I feel like maybe he had agreed in, in, in verbal to a mm. bigger contract and then got roasted on the internet about it and maybe had a little bit of cold feet because he said it was supposed to be a cap-friendly deal and then it was a giant deal, uh, made him the, mo- the highest-paid player. So, so Rogers, do you think, Packers, you think the narrative is coming out that he wanted to get credit for being more of a team player and then he wasn't getting that kind of credit? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think, that could, I, I think that could play into it a little bit. I mean, who knows with that guy? He's just like it's so narrative-driven, so diva-oriented. Uh, I could see all sorts of things Inner being child. And we have still not seen the numbers come out official from that contract other than what Rappaport initially reported that then was refuted. So we'll see what ends up happening there. I, I'd really like to see what happened, uh, what happens there. So, uh, Austin, quickly, as, yeah. as, as Johnny's on the clock, I wanted to just ask how you're feeling about Burrow and Murray on that turn there. You ended up going double quarterback in the Superflex. I went pure sex appeal, baby. That's what yeah. I went with. I was like, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. I was like, you know, you don't, you really don't get, you don't get shinier than these two guys right here. I thought about Action Jackson right there, mm. um, but nah, you know, give me Kyler Murray. I know he might be playing baseball here pretty soon, um, and but Joe Burrow is, it's it's just great. I love either one of these, and I wanted to say on this one, and Johnny, you've been saying some big updates i'd say to your overall analysis one kudos for always considering new information kudos for always taking a hard look at your take and saying well how can i make that take even better on it and you know i I had heard somebody talk about kyler murray we'd said this in our chat and and i thought it just was a profound observation by an nfl defender they're like look i've hit a lot of nfl quarterbacks kyler murray does not like to be hit And I used to think that the way Kyler Murray hit the ground and slid was out of wisdom is about him being smart. And I still think it's smart, but now I'm starting to see his actions not coming from a place of strategy. They really are coming from a place of preference. And if you're avoiding getting hit because you don't like it, not because you're trying to be smart in the long run, that to me is a profoundly different set of positions. And like, I don't know if that's so what you, you, you say on the table. I mean, are you, I mean, are you saying what, Kyler Murray soft? Hey, like I like also, no. also, can we, can we all, I mean, we all can agree that, and I, and I most certainly can because I uh, have like a lot of relevance to it because Kyler Murray is my height and is, are you about to say who would want to get hit at that size? Yes, absolutely. That's who a bad point for be- Kyler Murray, dude. That doesn't work in his favor. Then it's like, Oh, you're not right for the NFL. This no, isn't your like, this isn't your sport, bro. Lamar Jackson does the same thing when he runs. He runs out of bounds a lot. And P, and he does it because no one wants to get hit 
by a 250, 300 pound linebacker or a 350 pound lineman. It's true. Uh, but what do you want like, more? What do you want more to not get hit or to make the play? And he, oh, I, I see Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Make plays? You don't think Correct. Kyler Murray has made plays? Not as many oh, as he could. You should go check the tape. You should I have. And that's, and, and that's actually, where this analysis Johnny, is coming Johnny's hashtag team tech the, check the uh, tape. Also, uh, he is. Kyler Murray. Hail Murray. Have you not Have you not seen that play? That was miraculous. Have you not seen how many times? I did. And then I saw, the, I saw the last play of his in the playoffs. Okay. It's fine. Like, you can. It's it doesn't. It's you can hate his character. I get it. You don't like. Whoa, to make whoa, him. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Who said that? Hey, hey. I, I'm saying the character of, of saying I don't want to get hit. You can hate that fact. That's a, a character, character trait. Uh, you can hate that. You, you can hate that. But he's being smart in the fact that, like, yes, he cannot sustain getting hit by 250. Johnny, I've been with you. Pounds. That's, that's where the nuance in my take comes in. I used to be with you, but now I'm saying it's not out of preference or strategy. It's out of straight up. I don't want to get hit. And like, there's a difference between saying it's smart for me to not get hit. And I just don't want to get hit because the latter is Cam Newton in the Super Bowl avoiding a fumble recovery. And that's a no, big that's deal because Kyler's gone yeah, after stuff. It's not like he hasn't put his body. Cam he put, I'm just saying he had a- 11 rushing touchdowns. You can't say or, that a dude who has 11 rushing touchdowns does not want to put his, uh, okay. okay. No problem. Like, I, I don't get, Austin's I don't, on the, I don't understand what the, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, doesn't want to get, there's hit a little bit of plays um, the most important position. You're, you're, not, you're missing my point, my man. It's not about him being wise. I used to be on that, on that side. He's avoiding it because he doesn't want to get hit. It's not that he doesn't want to get hit so that he can avoid future injury. It's that he just doesn't want to feel the ouchies. And that's a problem in football. No, there's not. That's not true. That's what the defenders in the NFL are saying. I, I, because one guy says this thing. I mean, they're also saying he's really immature and that uh, he's not a great leader. And, and like, again, he's 24 years old Mm. in the NFL. I'm not, I'm not going to. I mean, your body heals the fastest. I, I just like you, you can act, like Aaron Rodgers would say the it, same thing. It feels I don't like, like it's to get obviously, hit. He tells people to not get hit. He does. It feels like it's um it feels like it's a recency bias thing. We're living in the moment with what the most recent thing we have. That's all we have, right? So it's a long off season of just seeing the last play of Kyler Murray is this play. So he's gonna have to live with that. I wonder how much of his frustration in the offseason is narrative driven around that, around him seeing himself as the last play he did, and then he had to like kind of oh, speak lot. up and say, Hey, you know, like I'm frustrated. And and then so if we're talking about him being really frustrated, maybe that's why he didn't give it all. And, you know, I think there are efforts where we we Winning cures everything. If you're hot dogging when you're winning, that'll cure it. It won't matter. But the fact is that they went out after a season where they started as one of the top teams, you know, power rankings wise, all this. And then they went out and they ended horribly uh, and backed into the playoffs and lost in the playoffs in the first round to the Super Bowl champs, um, but a team that they had already beaten. So anyways, what I'm getting at is I think that we, you know, more will be coming out about Kyler Murray and he'll have a chance to prove himself. But I mean, hell of a competitor and we'll see what he's able to do there. Um, I think this is an opportunity for him to grow and step into more of the leadership uh, role that Johnny is talking about yeah. here as a, you know, as a dog, as a leader, as a, as, as the guy who sets the tone for his team. Um, we're setting the tone for this draft just about halfway through the fourth round here. Austin, you 
built a solid core here. DK Metcalf and Gibson, you happy with that turn? Those oh, two I'm so there? happy with this turn here, dude. I am in love with this. Uh, you know, it's running backs don't have a ton of shelf life, as we know. But I look at Antonio Gibson coming in here. He's 23 years old. And he's going to be a, a true workhorse back. He could be a, one of the rare bell cow backs, you know, where he's getting like 70% of the carries and the third down work and the two minute drill work. Like it could be the Antonio Gibson show coming in. He finished as the RB 12 last year with a fractured shin all season long. So I love that Antonio Gibson pickup. The fact that he was in the fourth round here to me is a gift. And then DK Metcalf, similar situation, 24 years old, coming into his fourth year right now, has the makings of being the most physically dominant wide receiver in the NFL. And before last season's weird output in Seattle, you know, that now has Russell Wilson traded to Denver. DK Metcalf was a top five selected wide receiver. So I'm really excited about that pickup in a dynasty format. I'm excited about it in redraft. And I'm just a narrative wise. I'm excited to see what Metcalf does with a different quarterback under under center because he is just that gifted. Johnny, we're talking, you know, speaking of Russell Wilson, you drafted him here and you also drafted Deshaun Watson, who as mm -hmm. of Friday uh, had a lot of positive signs for him and his criminal, uh, you know, and his, the allegations that were posed against him. Looks like he's going to be good to go. Maybe we'll still come out with a suspension. We'll see um, if it follows the track of Ezekiel Elliott and Ben Roethlisberger who did not have any uh, formal criminal charges, then he will get probably six games. But where do you see him landing that is the best, let's say, for your dynasty, uh, you know, Superflex uh, startup here? So, yeah, I do expect him to. So I'll have to draft accordingly because I do expect Deshaun to probably miss, yeah, six games minimum. Uh, and we'll see with that. But uh, I do think that there are some interesting teams for sure that are heavily involved. Obviously, we knew about Carolina. Carolina has been kind of there this whole time. Uh, but the other like one that's becoming like a sneaky favorite, I think, in my opinion, uh, would be uh, in in the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. And mm. Uh, and so if he gets traded would. there. Yeah, they would do that. That team then becomes very interesting. Speaking of which, I'm I think I'm going to just I saw on Twitter today that. that the 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 report is basically that Watson has um basically Watson has denied everybody but New Orleans and Carolina. So those are yeah. the two that they're saying. What is denied mean? And, and he's got a no trade clause. So he's basically yeah. rejected the idea of any other teams of the, than those two. Which is strange so, to me <laughs> that those would be the team, but it must be he must know the other offers. I don't know, um, or the teams sharing different offers with him, obviously to get him to approve. New Orleans is a tough one for me to sell. Carolina is interesting. I think they can make it happen. Stay within the cap space. They're you know in a decent division, obviously. Um, but yeah, what? Sorry, Johnny, keep going there. Well, so what I was going to say is, um, I I do think that we know that he did or he showed a lot of interest and wanted to go to new Orleans before, but he didn't want to go there when uh, Jameis was the quarterback because he had the whole, he didn't want to go and kick uh, like, he didn't want to go and replace um, like an uh, African American quarterback. Uh, he wanted him to like, he didn't want to take his job basically. Nice. So he wanted him to keep it and then him also to kind of go somewhere else and take over. So it becomes very interesting to me. I do think that he ultimately ends up with the Saints. And so I that's why I drafted Michael Thomas because I want to see that double dip. 
I also do think that the weapons there in New Orleans around him would be probably uh, I really like the weapons around him from a standpoint of like immediate fantasy production. Although, you know, I'm a huge DJ Moore fan in Carolina and I do like that offense there. Uh, And I think that obviously Deshaun would flourish in both of those. I'm with that thinking. I am with that thinking there. I I snagged DeAndre Hopkins here, and I just wanted to pose maybe this question to Austin, too, as mm-hmm. I talk. I don't know why Hopkins wouldn't be a, a decent draft in this range, especially in a super flex. I think there's I good value that. here. I know we saw last year the targets weren't there, but we just saw Christian Kirk leave this team. So I'm thinking that there's actually some more meat on the bone for them to focus in on Hopkins. Maybe Ertz eats into that a little bit. Um, how do you feel about DeAndre Hopkins' outlook for 2022, Austin? For 2022, I think I think Hopkins is going to kill it. I think that um, we've gotten clarity on some of the wide receiver positions, unless the Cardinals and Steve Kime bring in another wide receiver, which Steve Kime has to do because he's not very good at drafting them. One out of 10 <laughs> is only one out of 10 that he's drafted have ever broken a thousand yards. And that was John Brown. Um, Christian Kirk got close last year, but was shy still. And now Christian Kirk is gone. You know, we saw him pick up AJ green. We will see what he does, but barring anything weird like that, Deandre Hopkins is 29 years old. He's still right in his prime. As far as I'm concerned, it is concerning that he is injured last year because this man has been an iron man. He doesn't, he doesn't leave the field and he missed a lot of time last year, relatively speaking. So I don't like that, but I think Deandre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I think he's just a straight up motherfucker. And I think that it, him and Kyler's connection is real. And I think he's going to kill it. I think it's a great, great, re- a sneaky redraft pick. I think he's going to put up close to elite numbers this year. Yeah, That's my gut. Johnny, uh, when we look at the Cardinals, they've made a few moves now. They've retained J- James Conner. Uh, yeah. They let Chase Edmonds kind of walk over to Miami. They let Christian Kirk walk to the, I mean, these Florida men are, are putting I mean, that, I don't know if right? they, I, I think they were like, all right, bye Felicia. When I, I don't, don't right. get me wrong. I, I love Chase. That one really hurt me uh, as a fan. I, I really enjoyed Chase. Edmonds. I'm a big Chase Edmonds fan. But the fact that you got like six million and then we signed James Conner for like seven point five, which that's the part that's frustrating to me from last year. I mean, I I will get you know, I was wrong on James Conner. He definitely outperformed what I thought his expectations could be. But it's like, why didn't you sign him? When you could have gotten him so cheap last year, you could have signed him to the two-year deal. That was why I was so confident that it was going to be Chase's role was because it was like such a minimal contract. It was just like that's hey guys, really, really quick. Really sorry to interrupt really quick, but Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, or Devonta Smith. I'd go Evans. Yeah, I'd go Evans. That's what I wanted to go with too. Thanks for saying it. Yeah, I I I just Evans was looking is, at Evans too. I'm like, he's just kind of sitting there in that pocket of just and, like, yeah, you. And I was looking at Hopkins before too. That was like why I was like, ah. I got to just say for Mike Evans, like Troy in our dynasty chat said, oh, one more year of Mike Evans with the Brady news. And I'm like, no, my man, this guy has never gotten under a thousand yards going back to his rookie season. I know it feels like he's been in the league for 12 years, but he's still only 28 years old. And he's done this stuff with Jameis Winston. And uh, yeah, long neck as his quarterback Winston can do that, but I don't like you would you would have faith in Blaine Gabbert doing get throwing him the ball's got yards? Blaine Gabbert's probably going to get twenty plus interceptions. He's probably going to get thirty five hundred plus not yards. anymore. Not these anymore. Guys, sure, and we see these guys go to somebody. And Evans is tall. He's like he's an easy go to. 
option. You think so I Gabbert think that streak could get 25 touchdowns? Well, I said, uh, yeah. I said and I, here's, what I, here's what I'll yeah, say. Sure. As long as Arians is there, if Arians were to leave, I'd be a little bit concerned. If it was Arians and Brady leaving, both of them. But since the offense loves to just stretch the field and attack deep, I mean, Evans is still doing that very well. So I, I, I continue to trust in Guy's production, his talent, plus offense, all of that lining up. And I don't need – I don't need Gabbert to be good enough to be a really good quarterback in the dude, NFL. I just need him to get the ball to Mike. He just needs to turn. I don't, life. How, I don't care <laughs> about who the quarterback is. Like, I, I think about DeAndre about, Hopkins. Yeah. Look at what DeAndre Hopkins did in Houston. Yeah, and I think Evans is going to demand target share. He just always has, and I can look to that and, and know that with certainty, regardless of quarterback, he's demanded that 20 to 25% market share, his and I think best, that's still the case. His best year, he threw – 10, 10 touchdowns in 2015 and started. Was he, has games. he been like a, he started eight well, that's, games? Yeah, he started eight games. So you even if you doubled that, uh, 4,000, he did throw for 2,000 passing yards at that. that and I'm pretty sure about, that like, was, that was Cardinals. That was BA. That was 2015. Even bad quarterbacks are professionals and they got to go somewhere. Um, and garbage time is good for fantasy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I, I do. I would have if you would have said Gabbert is the core quarterback this year and you're asking me if I'm betting the over or under on a thousand yards for Evans, I would have I would have bet the under. I would have been the over I, on a Ronald Collis sighting. What's going on, Ronald? What, Welcome up, to the what up, Ronald? He says, Austin, you going for the prison look? Question mark. Yeah, man, I got my hey, I got my won't. tattoo appointment the, right after the, the Henry, the hey. Henry Ruggs look. Hey, you won't, Ronald. Soon. You gotta take your catalytic converter. <laughs> also, we need. Yeah, Ronald you missed him with the beard, Ronald. We need. Yeah, Ron, when are you gonna draft with us, brother? Oh, um, we're I, coming up at the end of the six. I'm sorry, Austin. Did I cut you off there? No, I was just gonna say Mike Evans. I think is a real talent, and I think he's a big person who can dominate share. And like, I, I just, I think he's awesome. Like, oh, and there's I'm not enough weapons on the team that, anymore to get in the way. I don't. I don't deny. You're. It, I'm not denying that Mike Evans is not a talented and underrated wide receiver. I a hundred percent think he's awesome. I think he would, yeah. But I do have my concerns about Blaine Gabbert and, sure, and then there, what was, uh, what's the other rookie there? Or they had drafted him last year, but not, I don't have those questions anymore with Tom Brady back. So I, but it yeah, was but I mean, even I, I think like we said last week, because we did a, a dynasty startup last week, and that was under the presumption that Tom Brady, even though Austin drafted him, was retired. Uh, I took Mike Evans, and we talked about Mike Evans last week, too, just saying that, like, we think it's a situation in which, you know, this is a guy that's production outlasts. It doesn't matter. And who's to say they're going to absolutely go with Gabbert? I feel like the only reason they weren't in the QB market this year is because they were pretty confident that Brady was still mulling over that decision, you know, based on the conversations they had with him. And so who knows that Gabbert would be the guy if Brady were to leave. Maybe if Brady was officially gone, they go and trade for a guy like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or a Kirk. Wait, how long or, was or that game get Connor deal? Uh, three not, years. Three years. I'm, I'm not doing that one. Actually, should I do that? Can I ask? I, I do really want to get your take on the other wide receivers I was mulling over a little bit here, namely Amari mm -hmm. Cooper. This is a big name, another guy who's perennially around a thousand yards, and he's with the Browns now. There's no other real wide receivers, often injured, but I think he's healthy more than he gets credit for, honestly mm -hmm. speaking. And he's pretty tough. And Amari Cooper, that is. So what's your take on him now being in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield? 
Travis? Um, initially, because I've seen Baker kind of do this before with two different types of wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. So he's done the two different stories. We see OBJ, who is probably even more outspoken than uh, Amari Cooper, I'd say, for sure. And then we've seen a Jarvis Landry, who is a quiet tactician, so to speak, kind of goes and does, does his thing. Landry's had big years, I think, with Baker that are decent enough. And I think Cooper is better than uh, than Landry has ever been with Cleveland as, you know, physically um, as a talent. So I think there is optimism here. My, my concern comes from Baker um, and the trajectory of his career has not been great. He's coming mm-hmm. off a shoulder surgery from the non-throwing shoulder. We'll have to see how he comes back to that. This has always been a run first team, but Landry gone, OBJ gone. Yeah, they've got a million tight ends, but Amari Cooper should demand 24, 25% target market share. Now, this won't be a, vol- a, vol- a voluminous team, but I love Amari Cooper's game. Uh, he is His pedigree is there, and you should hope that Baker, you know, if, if OBJ's exit did anything, it proved to Baker that, like, oh, maybe I should have actually gone towards a guy and actually invested in the, you know, locker room dynamic, you know, off the field. And maybe he learns from that. So you're hopeful that he learns from that and, and gets going with Amari Cooper. You know, I'll say, because, I'll say this. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You want to catch it? Go for to, it. To, to Johnny's uh, chagrin and, and just a little, I, I, this is overall a Baker Mayfield compliment that I'm about to share. But Baker Mayfield has an edge, right? And I think that's a good thing. He has enough confidence to stand on his own two feet. He has enough confidence to make his own decisions. He has enough confidence to stand tall in his own fuck-ups. And I think he'll stand behind those. And he won't... I think he probably learned a lesson watching Odell Beckham get a ring. Watching how well Odell Beckham played going from Cleveland and landing in LA, it would be hard to take an honest look at that and not say, did I really do all I could to maximize this weapon? And I think Baker Mayfield probably didn't totally. I think there was probably some egotistical reasons. There's some game plan issues. Sure. Maybe they just didn't match up. All of those things are a possibility, but I think there really was some egos bumping into each other. And I think that the reality of Odell Beckham having a ring right now and Baker Mayfield not having any receivers come back, you know, is going to be a little bit of a, I won't call it a wake up call. I'll call it a fresh opportunity. And I think he's going to take advantage of it because I think he's smart. And I think Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than he gets credit for, especially in terms of a playmaker. I think he can do a lot. I think he can bring a lot of energy to your team. I think he's the exact type of guy you'd love to see pull it together and be your number one guy. And I think it's, it's an approve it year for him. And I think he's going to make a lot out of Amari Cooper. That's that's kind of what I think about it. I, but I really do want to know what Johnny thinks on the matter because he is our Baker Mayfield lover and he's been pretty on point with a lot of his Cleveland Browns takes. I mean, I, I do agree with the Travis on like the market chair. The market chair is definitely going to be there. Amari usually doesn't miss time. I think he's going to be a really good value and redraft. Uh, I the thing is with Amari that everyone loves about him is how precise his route running is. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best route runners in the NFL. That's what Baker is good with. He's good with guys that that was why you were getting these like third or fourth string wide receivers that were coming in and they were having these pop off games, but it was because they were just running the routes that they were supposed to run. And I'm not, that's not a diss on OBJ. OBJ is a fantastic athlete. He is just more creative. He gets open in different ways, and and not all quarterbacks are great with that. Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback with getting guys that aren't the greatest route runners, but then you give him a great route runner, a la uh, Cooper Cup, 
and he can make them magnificent, right? That's the other thing that a lot of people aren't also talking about is the fact that, yes, OBJ did very well when he went to L.A., but that was a big factor of the reasoning was because you had Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, my guy, go down, and so you had OBJ taken to that spot and that role, and then guess what? He's not the number one wide receiver. He is the number two wide receiver. He is getting number two corners from the opposing defense, as whereas in Cleveland, he was getting double teamed or the number one wide receivers. There's a huge, di- or number well, I mean, one sometimes corner, you're not going to always give OBJ with how much that, uh, you know, Coop, Cooper how many those in the slot. So I will right. say that there so are- how many times did, but how many times did they double uh, uh, OBJ when he played for LA? I, I, I doubt it was very often. Actually, that'd be something to definitely, that'd be up. something to, yeah, I might be able to look, look into right for now. sure. Do you like Amari um, Cooper and Baker Mayfield this year? I do. Of- I think it's and and but to your point, and I thought I think you hit it right on the na- uh, the right on the head. Baker is way better, and this has gone back all the way to his high school days. That's how long I've been scouting it for. Real talk, though. Uh, it, going back to high school, he is much better when he is playing from behind or has a chip on his shoulder. He was on, he, he was unrecruited, recruited. right? Like he was he was right. a walk on. Oh, every yes, uh, from high walk school on to, a number one pick. That's pretty yes. wild. Like that and is, then, and then transferred. So he tra- not he did sure it twice. He transferred. That. He transferred uh, from Texas Tech because Texas Tech. He did that. He walked on and started. Then he transferred to Oklahoma. Had to do the same thing. Tran- uh, end up uh, walking onto the team. Then got the start and then got drafted. But he plays better when it's this chip. Like uh, he he's got to prove something. No, I, I feel like, can I can I share this little thought with you on this one? I heard yeah. a commentator talk about Steph Curry. I'm going to bring in some basketball metaphors on this one, and I think it might have some relation to Baker Mayfield. I want to get Travi and Johnny's take on this one, as I know Travi's about to make a pick. But you know, to everybody's surprise about Steph Curry, who we had talked about a lot in this season, especially as he was approaching Ray Allen's all-time three-point record. And we were just, you know, talking about all kinds of stuff with Steph Curry and all rightfully so. Is he the goat of point guards? Is he above Magic Johnson? You know, how great is he really? And all these things were totally fair. I think it's a surprise when people hear today that Steph Curry is ranked 58th in the NBA in three-point percentage right now. And the Warriors have lost like a lot of games recently. You know what I mean? And And yeah, better at like from the percentage standpoint, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, even for him, like it's low. And the, right. what they said about it, he's dropped off a lot recently. And what they said was Steph admittedly had put a lot into breaking the record. Like there was a lot of mental energy and a lot of excitement and he was about it, you know, and there was just so much that went into it. And you're like really focused on that. And then you hit it. And I think it's very human nature to like not even want to sometimes just have to like, just to relax for a moment. And especially if you're relaxing in a situation where you just did something incredible, you're going to bask in it just a little mm-hmm. bit. It's not, it's like, you know, and you maybe overextend yourself just a little because you're playing against the best in the world. And even if you're that good, then like, people are going to catch up. They're going to sense a little blood. They're going to come at you and try to make a name off of your name. And so what I mean by all of this is Baker Mayfield did something truly incredible there, as you guys have just pointed out, of walking on in Texas, becoming then the starting quarterback for Oklahoma, having the flag plant moment, getting to be the number one overall pick, Mm -hmm. becoming the rookie of the year. Like, this is big shit, you know, breaking Peyton Manning's rookie record. And if you just for a second are like, 
take a second to relax on it, especially if you are a bit of an overachiever. Like he's he's not the most physically gifted person in the NFL. He's not a six foot four cannon arm dude. Like he has to work for it. And mm-hmm. if you're just if your mental edge is just a little bit different, I could see you having a regressive season. But then to your point, it's like, okay, summon that energy back, get really focused, bring that moxie to the field again, and go win yourself an AFC North. Like, I think that's totally within his wheelhouse, but he is going to have to have that, like, come to Jesus, let's get focused kind of moment and then make it happen. You, you have a, um, a lot at play here when you bring up this analogy, and I think it's great. It really makes me think of, like, sports psychology when we're looking at these guys' brains and we're talking about, like, what the environment in which they play in. And when you look at Baker and specifically Baker and OBJ, it's not hard to see why these guys didn't really mesh. OBJ is a guy who likes the you know, the flashiness, the lights, all that stuff. And he could not get that in Cleveland. So whether or not it was fair of him to blame Baker all the time, that's what he did because Baker was the guy who was in the media leading the team saying like, we've got to get this working. It's on me to make this happen. When maybe Baker had some, you know, subconscious uh, resentment towards OBJ because Baker's had to work for everything and not saying that OBJ hasn't worked, but a lot of it's God given. Right. And it's a lot of this stuff. So there's a lot of that that could be at play here. And I think just the change of scenery for both, meaning OBJ gone. And if you look at Baker on a you know more specific personal level, coming back from the surgery, what was his first words when he you know posted that Twitter uh, video? He was basically like, this is going to be getting me back to my true self. Mm. And he's to get back to that guy who works for everything um where it has to work through he's got a little bit of adversity here with the shoulder injury with the wide receivers leaving um yeah there's a lot of stuff here to like as far as optimism and it's like i said in in our league of record chat i'm actually excited for this move because i think it's actually going to give us an opportunity to have baker prove it once again um and that's what he needs to do because you can't just like you said you can't just mail it in because you definitely were a worker you used to be you got to keep showing up you know, Dude, i want to see that happen so bad Rock says you got to show up like the rents do every damn day because it is. And so like that's what he's going. You won't keep you it won't. going. I want another thing I like on this one. Ronald's got two points worth jumping in for. I can't believe that this one was still available right now. Cortland Sutton, that's a name that's going to climb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was excited for that. Double I'm, dip just, for you too. I'm just thinking about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett two years ago being both at 98% plus snap percentage, both being wide receiver ones. Like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton right here. Like, yes, please. And a full year after the ACL injury. And he looked good last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. He looked pretty solid. I mean, he had Teddy Bridgewater and, and, uh, you know, and a couple trash cans and stuff throwing him the ball. He looked great, dude. Cortland Sutton, like, on a, like, without Teddy Bridgewater, like, Cortland Sutton sold out. He mossed people. Like, he looked like a real athlete, man. Like, yeah, especially towards the end of the season when he was really coming on. I really liked that one. And then, hey, I was pretty jacked about this. I'm not going to lie. James Robinson, getting him in the yeah. ninth. Uh, I was really seriously looking at getting him. I was going to go James Conner and then uh, take him, Robinson, there. And then I saw Go- uh, Dallas Goder, and he was like the last kind of tight end that I kind of felt comfortable starting. So I was like, why not, dude? Let's lean into this. Let's go. Let's build this championship this year. Let's go for the championship and make a run. I was maybe thinking about punting down the road with the JT, but let's go. Let's get after Especially it. Especially with your kind of like, you know, you, you, your anchor running back strategy you got going on here. Yeah. Um, a little bit of that. Like James Robinson, that could be a very, very good pick too there. So I think Johnny on your 8-9 turn killed it. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Killed Appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. As we're... Right. Uh, 
a little bit through the ninth round here, just about halfway through the ninth round. I want to let everybody know we will not only be grading all the teams here quickly uh, going through that at the end of this, but if you stick with us a little bit after the show, after like a five-minute break, we're going to be drafting on Underdog. So uh, you guys can get the Underdog fan, uh, promo code. Use the promo code TFW. You'll get a hundred dollar up to $100 free money uh, matched if you use that promo code, and you can draft with us. Uh, starting next week, right? We'll draft in yeah. front of you this week, and then next week you guys will be drafting with us as well. Uh, and we'll be doing a bunch of best ball drafts on there, and we'll be able to stack all those up and hopefully win some cash. Austin, how are you feeling about uh, the the way your roster yeah. shook, shook out so far? I know you're coming up on a pick here. So. I really, really like it, man. I feel like I got two elite dynasty quarterbacks at least, and then like the Gibson pickup and the Metcalf, like those guys are very well going in the – first two, maybe three rounds of redrafts coming up. Mm. We'll see about DK, but I think he's going to kick ass. And um, and then just kind of rounding out, like J.K. Dobbins, like he was supposed to have a big year, and he was down, but he's young. He's going to be fully healed. They haven't, they, I mean, they tried to fill that hole in with a, like a bunch of the expendables, you know? So I think he's going to have a clear path to a lot of opportunity. And then like, we, you know, I, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. With the Ramondre Stevenson pickup too, I know you picked him in Dynasty, Travi. Oh, yep. I got to yeah. say one thing. Pull him what, from me. That was a great pickup in the second round of our dynasty. No, didn't he get him in the third? Year? No, he got him in the second. Yeah, yeah second. I had Trace uh, But I, uh, I'm just fucking happy that the Amon Ross St. Brown mess up I had in our dynasty pickup last year ended up working out so hey, good. That worked out hell. Yeah, I mean, and then and especially th- we've talked about the roller coaster with him too. Yeah, yeah, no, for reals. And there's like how he ended so strong. We talk about the strong finishes, but just to see, like, I love Devonte Smith, Travis. I almost picked him up, Devonte Smith. Um, but to see him in redrafts going after Amon Ross St. Brown, it's just like, yeah, I mean, that's that's the world we're going to be looking at, right? And that's actually going to be kind of that marker. Like, where are we going to be at with Devonta Smith and Amon Ross St. Brown in redraft? Because questions abound, um, but. I mean, we can't deny that the production was there for St. Brown. Johnny, do you think that I, – I obviously think it's going to be hard for him to – especially if we have Swift yeah. and um, Hawkinson, uh, Hawkinson healthy. Yeah, It's going to be hard for him to hit those numbers. But it's got to be somewhere in between that and what we expected him coming in as a rookie because we did like him coming into Detroit because of the lack of options outside of those two. So he mm-hmm. should have some – really good value this year. Where's that right sweet spot for you? Do you know yet? I'm not quite sure where I'd kind of feel comfortable taking him. Uh, I don't know if I would have taken him. I like, I still personally like the talent of Devonta Smith more, even though we didn't see that full on display in year one. Uh, And then you've also got, you know, you've got a different kind of options there that could be, you know, available this year that weren't there last year. We'll see what Detroit does with their other wide receiver spot. But the big piece is Hawkinson, you know, missed a lot. And then as well as um, like Swift, as Big Travi had said. So I I am interested to see it. Now, if they don't do anything, then now I do believe it gets a lot tougher because now you're looking at a team that's going to be down more oftentimes than not throwing. We do know they'll throw in Detroit, whereas it's just, you know, I don't, I'm wondering if Jalen Hurts can take that next step next year with his passing. If he could do that. Now, he has done that similar to, you know, uh, and shout out to Travis. You, he had been saying this throughout Lamar's career that each year Lamar gets better and better with, uh, you know, passing and, and getting and being more accurate, things like that. 
So that is very similar to Hertz as well throughout his college career. Uh, he and hopefully he'll do the same in his NFL career. So if that happens, he can make that next step. Smith definitely has the ability. There were a lot of times he was open and just Hertz missed him or underthrew it or didn't, you know, pulled it and ran. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening there um, because you got to also remember this was both. Hertz and Smith's first year in this offense, and they were still trying to figure it out. So, um, but I, I do think Amon is definitely climbing up. And if people haven't checked out our Amon Ross A. Brown video yet that we posted like a month ago, they should. It was good. Got to get in there. And you can get all those videos ah. and more and know when we put them out when you like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're new to the channel, you're mocking with us. I see a few uh, new names in there in the sleeper chat. So please. Hit that subscribe button, join us, and join Whisper Nation. Ronald calling you out for Visca here, Austin. Wide receivers that flame out their first year rarely ever pay out. I don't Do you know think if... that? Hey, yeah, hey, we got. I'm a big Visca truther, so I want to. Uh, I want to just frame it a little bit for you here, Austin. Do you think it's more on Visca or more on the organization that he's at and the the instability at quarterback and coach? Why we have not seen him kind of pop yet? I'm not really going to take anything we saw last year to heart with yeah. uh, what's his what's his face? I literally Trevor can't. Long Urban Meyer. Meyer. I mean, we called that in the beginning. We said that was a mistake in the beginning. It looked like a mistake further down the road. It proved to be a mistake. Now we look in hindsight and we call it a mistake. Like we were on that one the entire time. And I am not going to be making any honest evaluations from what we saw under the Urban Meyer tenure, unless it's that Tim Tebow probably has no business playing tight end in the NFL. I will take that one to heart. Thank you, Urban Meyer, for giving oh, yeah. us that clarity. Um, so, no, I think LaVisca is a real talent. He's a six foot plus young, explosive wide receiver who I think was playing in the upside down last year. I think it's an upside pick. Could he fall through? Of course. Do I think he's got a shot, though? Yeah, I think he kind of does. And in the later rounds of a dynasty startup, having the ability to pick up a guy who, look, I'm not saying that he is, you know, a Chris Godwin or a Terry McLaurin or, or any of these guys, but there is a world where he does become these guys. Like, I think he does have that kind of talent. I think he's got a pathway in front of him that he could walk to become that level of wide receiver. And I think it's worth taking the gamble on at this point in the draft. I also want to say, I think it's very funny that they did not, the Jags, and that's who I'm referring to when I say they, the Jags did not want to play to pay DJ Chark, who actually had an over 1,000-yard season and actually blew up and is a very, very good wide receiver. They decided to go after him and pay Christian Kirk $21 million instead of, I'm pretty sure Chark was asking for like $15 million, and they were like, nah, we don't want to give you that. And now they got Christian Kirk uh, for even Which more. is so funny to uh, me that you'd do that and you'd say, oh, well, Kirk is the truth, even though he like only gave us this one year, really, with I consistency know, just, this last yeah. year. And they said... You know what? No shark. You've been in the shark. You've been in the organization. Maybe they've just got the bad taste in their mouth, you know. Uh, but they went with the devil they don't know instead of the devil they know in shark. Yeah. So does that? Are, are we pretty sure that shark's not coming back then, and he'll go somewhere else? Johnny, is he free I, I'm, agent? This year? I'm fairly certain that he's he's gone. Okay. Yeah, because well, they had like there because yeah. that was the whole that was part of why it was so sad that he went down too with the ACL injury was because it was a contract year. He was trying to get that contract and um, trying to get you know, that like, money. 
Can He's I trying to get that Monet. I want to stay in Jacksonville, but you know, we're coming up to Johnny's pick here who took James Robinson the round before, which I think is a great, great selection, right? We talked a lot about James Robinson, his walk-on status, his undrafted status, and then, you know, we saw it keep going. Obviously, opportunity impacts all NFL players from a fantasy side, of course. Um, and we also talk about regimes and their guys, right? And like we talked about Amon Ross St. Brown, and one of the upsides to him was this is the first skill player taken by this new regime. You know, it's their guy, for instance. Um, Travis Etienne was taken by the Jaguars. Urban Meyer did this. He's gone now. Whoever <laughs> inherits, whoever inherits Travis Etienne, it's not their guy anymore. Right. And Urban Meyer was picking him up to be a scat back slot receiver. It was weird, right? And then he had the injury and all this stuff goes down. My, cutting to it, what is Travis Etienne's outlook this season? With the new coach, with it being Jacksonville, with James Robinson still there, with coming back from a pretty intense injury. I think of Travis Etienne as like maybe his upside being like a, a, a rich man's James White or a Chris mm -hmm. Thompson or some of these guys that have been good pass-catching scatbacks in their offenses that could end up being features of that offense in, in a certain game plan. But I will tell you this, like Doug Peterson coming to town, he's not going to be afraid of running a committee, and he's not going to be afraid of using a guy like our guy James Robinson because guess who he had before? Jay Ajayi, Jordan Howard, some of these guys in their Super Bowl mm -hmm. runs. And Jay Ajayi was no just a guy. Look like well, they were like just, they, yeah, they, they were kind of look strong like physical backs like a James Robinson, right? An underappreciated oh, uh, grinder. So I, I'm, I'm with a James Robinson here, and I think that would be, you know, I'll wait for James Robinson. He's probably actually going to be drafted. I would think ahead of ETN and redraft. We'll see what happens yeah. in Dynasty because uh, of the age. But ETN is a scary one for me. Like you said, not part of the, the this initial re regime. Not a guy that could probably be a full down or a full three down back and so with james robinson just really being good um yeah I mean, you know ronald thanks for the correction you're talking about blunt in their super bowl year as well so yeah i think that's also another another big back so peterson i think could be is gonna is gonna work both but i don't i don't know that etn is gonna be worth the squeeze depending on where he settles here uh also in redraft his, his injury was pretty serious and there i mean i know that you know with his high level of income and the modern advances in technology <laughs> that, you know, it's not, it's not unrealistic to say he comes back better. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it's unrealistic. He doesn't come back better, but in history, the, it is not a quick comeback in uh, for the injury that he sustained. So it might be a year or two, even before he kind of gets his legs under him, even if he does come back uh, this year. So, I do think, um, but to your guys' point, you know, Doug does, you know, roll with two running backs, that's for sure. But he does like to roll out his most talented one and give him the bulk of the the touches there. And, you know, I'm, I, you know, me, I'm already been on that James, James Robinson bandwagon, uh, you know, once I was off of it in the beginning, but once I got on, baby, I haven't left it. Well, also, I'll say, I'll say, I'll really quick name back question back to you austin because you've been the robinson truther on the panel here yeah. how do you feel about etn coming back i i think it's good for the jaguars and i agree with your take of it'll probably be james robinson as the lead dog he's just done such a good job with it and i think doug peterson is competent but i think travis etn needs to be involved a lot like there's no reason if he's healthy you don't maximize that dude's skill set um and you you do it like 
don't know if it's one A, one B, or like a, a solid one two. But you need to get Travis Etienne in there, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but and also, Travis, you mentioned the age. Uh, they're both 23 years old. Etienne is just five months younger than James Robinson. Dude, wow. that and see, that's just that's just my brain thinking that because Robinson, but he was a rookie the year before, so really age could be all over the place, like you just said, five months, uh, just age five months just older. That's yeah. What I say. Um, James Robinson looking like a guy that we just need to be sharper on this year, right? Like we just need to be very more in tune with it last year because two years in a row I've, I've burned myself on James Robinson I'll just say that the first year I didn't buy the hype it was coming really late around draft time and then I got burned and then I didn't want to buy it again because of the investment in 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 Travis Etienne sometimes these guys that are undrafted can prove us wrong and you look at a guy like uh you know Philip Lindsay for a little bit there but even before him Arian Foster some of these in, uh, undrafted guys that come in and actually just dominate and be that physical runner who can tote the ball a lot I heard something interesting on the Pat McAfee show. They interviewed Cam Hayward and they were asking Cam Hayward about, you know, the style of play and how it's going to change back and, and how it's cyclical. You know, we talk about scat backs and these running backs by committee, and that's where we're at now in the, in the kind of the downturn or whatever on the running back. But a lot of guys feel like when the league then goes spread out and gets smaller, teams will then there'll be the contrasting teams that get bigger and do physical run games. And then we're just going to see that overpower. And then we'll just see this, the kind of rotation as the wheel turns between the two styles. So I think that, yes, you want to try and be able to peg different running back by committees, but when you can find a guy like a James Robinson, who's a physical runner that should get 15 carries a game and you can go get him, go get him, you know? And I think that's, and, and invest heavily in him. And I think that's where we're at. You know, you're just trying to, trying to, I think that's where fantasy is at. We're becoming more scout-like, trying to find talent and then be able to see that talent win through, right? And to that to that point, you think about the situation there, and you do know that the head coach, Doug, uh, he, he does listen to his quarterbacks. I mean, how many times did he uh, listen to both uh, BDN uh, and as well as Carson Wentz on certain plays and things like that? And what do we know? We already know that Trevor Lawrence last year came out and was a huge advocator for uh, James Robinson and said he was the best player on their team. He didn't understand why he wasn't on the field more. And uh, then that was when, hey, the head coach finally got a little clue and we started to see the uptick in, in James Robinson usage before he got hurt. But it was like, uh, you know, having Doug as the head coach, he's obviously going to see that. Trevor Lawrence is going to give his opinion on that and say, hey, this guy is really talented, uh, and and I do think Doug will use him a little bit more, even if ETN does come back. Uh, I, I just really like Robinson. Awesome. Shout out to my dad here. Oh, yeah. Do it. Come in here. I'm oh, in. Thing. Oh, nice. yeah. yeah. There we go. What's going on, Pops? Hey. Doing good? How Love was that dad. jump? Man, did he, he did that today, right? Already did it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he. My dad jumped out of an airplane by himself. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, he's still alive. I, this oh, is man. confirmation. He's still alive. Hey, we found out. Oh, oh, yeah. my news, dude. Breaking my dad news. is still alive. He did a solo jump from an airplane today. Went skydiving on his on his own. He's trying to get certified. Whoa, whoa. Uh, never too oh, late, man. My dad turned. My dad turned seventy a few months ago. Dude, and I'm, uh, that's hey, kudos, man. I that's something I'll never do. I will. I refuse. Really? Yeah, and I. I mean. 
I knock on wood. I hopefully I don't ever have to do that life or death situation like that. But other than that, I'm I yeah, that's not for me. Two Sky jumps. Diving. He says, "Hey, put some respect on my name. I didn't just jump once, I, wow. twice today. One wasn't Dang. enough." Congratulations, Richard, man. That's wow. awesome. Congrats. He's gonna do yeah. twenty four. He's got to do twenty four solo jumps. So he's not. He said not so. Like he's. I think they're. He's not in tandem though. It's like they're gonna. They he jumps out and then they have two trainers that jump out just in oh, case. Okay. Like. Find the I can't find the pulley, and they're like it's there, and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, that's pretty sweet though. Well, like, I, I can imagine. Like, I know a lot of people who, like get excited about doing skydiving and whatnot. So doing it twice in one day, that's got to be ultra thrilling, though. Yeah, like, you just start. You go. It's cool when you go to the sites and you see the people who skydive regularly. Like, this is their thing. It's you know, you go and you get like a season pass, and it's like, let's just go, yeah, let's yeah. go. And they just, they just, it's like skydiving planes. They just keep them going. So. That's cool. Absolute legend, Richard. Appreciate like, you jumping uh, on here and, and being with us right after your two jumps today. He's like, hey, I, I didn't get enough adrenaline. I got to get into this mock draft Monday with you guys. Talk a little ball. Um, do want to talk a little bit about, you know, Richard, Austin, John, you guys all have love for the Cardinals here. Zach yeah. Ertz getting a three-year extension. We see yes. Smitty Statow getting him later on. How all do we right, feel about baby. the Zach Ertz move? Let's go. LFG, dude. Uh, that's I'm jacked. I, that is a weapon we needed back. He became a huge piece in this offense towards the end of the season. He really became uh, Kyler's, you know, kind of go to check down wide receiver, especially with Hopkins out there. I, I like this. We needed that. What was like the, what was the deal? Well. What's the official deal? The three. I don't know what it was officially, but it kept him top five, I think, in tight end money. Okay. So it was a three year extension and he, and he, he remained in the top with tight end money. So. I saw um, him be who we hoped he would be. And so then you – I don't have any problem paying money for – it's just about paying the people that you want to pay. Like I remember when we're building our, our Madden franchises and you hit that cap space, you start sorting them by the money and you look at who's not in the 90s. You know, you start yeah. – like for their overall, I mean, like look at who's in the overall – and you store by money and you're like, you know, okay, this guy's a 95, this guy's a 97, this guy's a 94. You're like, fine, fine, fine. Then you get to that guy, you're like 81. You're like 81. This guy's making this much money. He's an 81 overall. Bye-bye. And so like, that's just how you have to play it. And Zach Ertz to me, top five money, top five tight end ability right now. I'm, I'm cool with it. Oh man. Someone took bacon. Yeah, and with, with Kirk gone too, that should just mean even more, like, especially over those, those over the middle slot targets are going to be huge for Ertz. So I actually think this is a big deal and something that he'll be one of those mid round tight ends. I imagine that could come out like looking really, really nice. Yeah. And we always see those mid round tight ends actually, you know, you know, we're not that far removed from Zach Ertz being one of the best fantasy tight ends in the game consistently over, you know, one or two over the last few years or in those in that span. He was he was like the best tight end. in Dominant. The game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was PPR was absolutely oh, yeah. with Carson Wentz. He was absolutely dealing. So I, I do think that we're not that. Oh, man. Jay Blizzy getting Gus Edwards here. I really wanted to scoop him in the next couple oh. fixed, but I, was, I can't. What's but up, yeah, boxes. How would you feel? So what I've been reading too on Jameis Winston, Austin, not to cut you off here, is potentially going to Seattle. Um, how would you feel about that? You pick DK here. That'd be kind of a good matchup for DK. Uh, I feel if, bad if we get a Jameis Winston. You guys, you guys yeah. got more brain damage ahead, more heart damage ahead. Um, but it's, it's yeah. just not the quarterback. Like if what Greg Olson told Colin Cowherd was true, and that is the coaching staff in Seattle – runs a very conservative program and they try to go defense and run first. And then the passing game comes after that. 
like I don't know how well Jameis is going to work for you in that role. Like, I don't know if you're going to be able to get, I don't, I just don't know if you're going to be. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what they did with, and with them for the saints, right? Like they, they actually were um, running the ball a lot more and more yards though than in in, like in a game than Drew Brees ever did his entire time there. I I I do know he did have five touchdowns in a game against the Packers. I'm just saying that I like Pete, I would expect Sean Payton to allow for that to happen because that's what Jameis Winston's skill set is. But we've already seen a history of Pete Carroll, not catering to the abilities of his quarterback. He says, this is our system. Get right with it. Right. And so that's so why I'm like, saying turn around I, I agree and with the ball off. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, and that's not going to, they don't have a good enough running back and they don't have a good enough defense to make that happen. Like when Pete Carroll won a Super Bowl, they had the Legion of Boom and Beast Mode behind center and then a quarterback on a rookie deal that you didn't even expect to be better than Matt Flynn. Surprise, he was good for you. You got a Super Bowl. But that's where Pete Carroll comes from right now. And he's never evolved the system. They just keep losing all of those defensive studs, Bobby Wagner being the last one. And now you don't have beast mode. You don't have any run game. You don't have anything except probably another last place NFC West finish ahead. I love how they just like they had to come out and just be prototypical Seahawks. I I know we're getting a little off topic here, but they had to be prototypical Pete Carroll and Seahawks and say, well, we're not rebuilding. You know, just because we traded away Russell Wilson and cut our, our best, you know, stalwart on defense doesn't mean we're rebuilding. Oh, yeah, it does. Your division and the fact that you do not have a quarterback state clearly that you are going to be dog doo-doo. And uh, for lack of a better word here, I think the Seahawks are going to be bad and they're going to be finally, I think the Cardinals, Rams and and Niners are going to be excited to play Seattle uh, because it's going to be one of those, you know, in division games that you can count on to get you a win there. You know, I, I, I just got to say that, you know, I can, I can put up with, you know, I, I can put up with some talk. So go on. I I can put up. up, Hey, no, I could, I could put up with some talk about, you know, Kyler Murray and, and the, you know, that whole situation. I can look, I can look look past my Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, love and, and notice how the quarterbacks are getting worse here. However, stepping down when you come out and you say that there are no good, talented running backs. Behind oh. the Seattle Seahawks offensive right. line. I forgot about Rashad Penny. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So that I so was about to say. I after, would have drawn the line. And he's such a memorable player. How could I have forgotten him so easily? Yeah, infamous is the right been, word. That would have been the line. I would have walked off this set. <laughs> I would have walked off. You guys would have. Oh, what's up? Little Box is in here from Twitch saying, sup. He's got the Eisenberg, Ooh, uh, Eisenberg like that, thing going man. on there. I like Whisper that. Nation, you're in here, man. You're new. Do what do what little boxer just did. Drop us a line, say what's up. Let us know where you're watching the show from. And if you like what you're listening to, consider hitting that subscribe button and then just hit the like button, even if you like this or not. Do us a favor on that one. Yeah. Just hit us, hit that thumbs up button, allow this one to grow because we're going to be doing the underdog betting at the end of this. We want as many people right. to be able to be a part of that as possible. Yeah, yeah, so we're just a couple of rounds away from the end. We'll do a quick rundown through the grades of this where it'll be a lot like whose line it is in it. Is it anyways? The draft and the grades don't matter, but they're fun and we're going to do it anyways. So we'll rip through those and I'm excited to see what we got with this Superflex Dynasty startup. But then, as Austin said, we'll take a quick five minute break and we'll come right back to dominate some best ball drafting with you guys on uh, underdog. And you can use the promo code TFW to get a hundred dollars matched money 
when you use that promo code there. We're getting into the nitty gritty here, Austin. I see you pick up Van Jefferson, though. I really like that pickup, especially if we don't know the OBJ situation plus the injury. Uh, Robert Woods coming back, but Van Jefferson has done nothing but be better each and every year under the Rams. And that's a guy with NFL pedigree in his in his family. And who knows if he's he's going to his third year and this is a dynasty. And I see Van Jefferson as being like the number one wide receiver for a team other than the Rams in a couple of years. Mm. Yeah, that could definitely be the path, right? You know, he doesn't have a lot of path to upside within the company, but uh, he could probably get a job outside of the company based on the way he's building the resume right now. You know, Bobby Trees, Cooper Cup see if they keep Odell, all that good stuff. I just see Van Jefferson as being one of those casualties. Like we might've wanted to keep him, but you know, that Super Bowl was expensive. Go get paid wherever you got to go, you know, and now he's the number one wide receiver for the Ravens or whatever, you know, something like that. Yeah. Johnny, as we get to these last couple picks, I see you, you snag Jimmy G. So your, your, uh, your quarterback strategy here has either been traded wants to be traded or should be traded. That's that's definitely all of your quarterbacks here. What's the ideal landing spot for you with Jimmy Garoppolo? And I'll give you the option of staying with San Fran because as the market gets kind of settled here, he could stay with them. Yeah, he definitely could. But what's what's the best option for him and for fantasy? Uh, Honestly, the best option for him is probably – no, uh, I would say the best option for him is going to the Indianapolis Colts. I was going to say to stay in San Francisco, but then he's got to mm. continue to deal with all the heat and stuff of, hey, are you the starter and stuff? I think he should get away from that. Like if he goes to Indianapolis Colts, we already saw what Carson Wentz could do with this team. Uh, I think that Jimmy G, who protects the ball a little bit better than Carson Wentz does. Uh, I do think he gets hurt just as often, though. So uh, Indianapolis might have to look out there. But I do think that that would be very nice. uh, And I do think that uh, that would make very good fantasy assets there in uh, Indianapolis once more. Whereas right now there's a little bit of question because who is their quarterback? So ultimately, that's where I would like to see Jimmy G go. I do think that is also where he does go because I don't think San Francisco can keep him and content like they traded up so much and, and gave up a lot to trade up to that number three pick to get their guy, their quote unquote guy who wasn't even originally their guy. It was just everyone gave them flack for trying to say they were going to do it for for our guy, Mac. Um, and so I don't know. I don't I just don't think that'll work out there if he stays. I don't I just don't think it will. Austin, I want to talk a little bit more about the Niners here and, and specifically Kyle Shanahan, because whether it's his PR guy, and if it is his PR guy, then he deserves a lot of credit, but we've seen a kind of a roller coaster of, of Shanahan's career gets to the Super Bowl, Then yeah. it's a couple injured years. Is he really that good? This move that they do kind of makes sense to me. If you're Shanahan, you're like, I'm actually got a quarterback, but I'll go draft one mortgage of future so that if we do suck, I can move to the quarterback, the younger quarterback, and so maybe it might be better to keep Garoppolo around if they can't get good enough trade assets. So if that the chemistry is right. Yeah, like if you could switch to Trey Lance when you need to to kind of save whatever. Like it's a good backup plan, I guess. If there was one coach in the NFL right now that I think could pull it off, it would be Kyle Shanahan. Like the jury to me is still out on Kyle Shanahan. I think he's probably he gave himself some, some booster points like Johnny and I, I know specifically really like to kind of bag on Kyle Shanahan. And 
then he, you know, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a very good quarterback. Like I don't, I've just never seen it yet over enough time. I think he's played in a really well-nurtured system and I, I just, I just don't think he's that great, but they keep making it to the playoffs. They keep getting crazy production out of, you know, Debo Samuel or their defensive game or like this deep stringed running back that they drafted later on. Like, I think he's got, he's, he's on a different vibe. Like, Kyle Shanahan operates kind of in a in a different wavelength than most people, and I think he misses some easy things, but then he picks up on some things. You're like, where did you get that? You know, where did that come from? And so I don't totally know, like, how solid he is. Like, he does these kind of cutesy moves. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Um, but look at what he did last year. Like, he beat our, you know, like, they beat our Packers. Like, they, they mm. keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. So he's good in some ways. Is he solid? I don't know if he's solid. He's good. I, I, I agree. And then based on what you've said and what Johnny said, that maybe the Colts are that best option because they've been able to take a guy like Jacoby Brissett or Carson Wentz in a Frank Reich system with a great offensive line, a really, really strong running game. And all they got to do is maybe improve some of the pass catchers outside of, you know, Michael Pittman. You know, if Paris Campbell can come back and be something, yeah. I thought he was a good prospect. He looked good. Yeah. We'll see. But I do think that there's an Indianapolis Colts future for Jimmy G, and he might actually finally find a coach and a smaller market team that will buy into the Jimmy G narrative, that will buy into Jimmy G as our guy. Um, so I, I, I won't lie, Jimmy dude. G I do. I think that could be something really special. I do. Th I do hope Jimmy G does go there because I I would like to see it. But you know, secretly, I just think would be just a, a baller move. I would love it. I do think it could work out this time because of what you just stated, because of the the that offense and how it runs and everything. Getting getting a little Minshew mania going down in down in the Colts land, dude. How about that? Getting a Gardner. He's Minshew? definitely. He's definitely with the Pat McAfee uh, Indianapolis know, vibe. Oh, you know, he would great. definitely fit that the jorts and the and the yes. and the indie backyard indie wrestling. Jimmy Irsay is is more of like backyard wrestling than he gets credit for. Like yeah. Jim Irsay oh, is yeah. a volatile kind of oh, funky freaky dude. He yeah. definitely grew up watching wrestling for sure. You know oh, that yeah. him and I mean, Pat, him and Pat vibed on that. They're more hair down than buttoned up. But I think yeah. the Colts organization <laughs> kind of gets reputation for being buttoned up. But they're hair hair down. Yeah, it's those it's those jer it's those jerseys. The jerseys make them look clean. You know, they make yes. them look like they're just and it's Indianapolis. Serious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what Midwest. kind of craziness? Yeah, what craziness are you going to get into in Indy? But drinking a lot go of ask, beer. Go ask Jim Irsay, man. Yeah, on Friday night, popping some pills. Driving your sports car. <laughs> yeah, no joke there. We are about to wrap this thing up. We're in the last round. I'm going to make a pick here. Austin, how you feeling uh, as we get closer to this? I'm, uh, you, I'm feeling like uh, I'm feeling good. And I'm feeling like Ronald's point here was kind of true when he's talking about when he's critiquing my uh, tight end selection. It is hard to get young tight ends. It's hard to make good selections in tight ends. Um, don't also be afraid, though, in Dynasty of picking up tight ends off the waiver. Like, I picked up Logan Thomas a couple of years ago when he finished as a top six tight end just because that's yeah. what tight ends do. You know, some 29-year-old tight end that you haven't really thought that much about is now in a great role, and he's going to get 700 yards and, like, six touchdowns this year, and that's enough for a, a strong tight end one finish. So I also, I, I hear him. Not, draft Logan Thomas right now. But that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm looking at Johnny oh. Smith. I'm looking at Logan Thomas. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at... David Njoku, Austin Hooper, all of these, Dan Arnold, even like all of these guys, you know, it's like one of these guys is going to be productive enough. Are any of these guys going to be the answer? No, but they're not going to be a problem for me either. 
Calvin Brown saying, yo, what's up, TFW? Watching up? San Antonio, Texas. Ready for some football, Calvin, as are we. Let's go. But thanks for joining us. And if you're new to the channel, Calvin, hit that subscribe button. If not, thanks for popping in and mock with us next Monday, potentially. And hang around for the best ball draft. That's coming up yeah, after are. this one. Yeah. I'm excited because so, we get can, new. Travi, can you preview a little bit about how we're going to be doing our draft grades here? Yeah, so I think the idea that we've got here is, you know, we want to make sure we get touched in on some of what you guys were able to do. We understand it's March. We understand some of you auto-picked for a little bit, or, you know, as Cat's Pajama said, it glitched out. But we want to kind of run through the team, see how you did what roster construction. I think we'll do like we've done in the past. Johnny will maybe take the first three or four players, run through that. But as you run through that, Johnny, kind of be telling us what you think about that roster. Austin and I are then going to use our nifty whiteboards here and come up with either a letter grade or a phrase that accurately describes the grade that Johnny's kind of rocking through that roster, and then vice versa. I'll go through the next three or four. The two of you, Johnny and Austin, will kind of come up with a grade or a phrase that that epitomizes that team, and we'll kind of rock and roll through that. So, you know, not spend too much time, but try and get Whisper Nation what they want, and they want, you know, a little bit of affirmation, words of affirmation, some Give love. people what they want, man. Maybe they're masochists. Maybe they want a little bit of shit talked on them, too. We can do it all. Hey, who knows? Naughty we'll boy. Do, we'll do it all. We'll do it all. Let's we can rock right into it because David and Joku was Mr. Irrelevant there for uh Austin. But Johnny, why don't you take uh the first three guys here? Cats pajamas, Jay Blizzy, and Dumpster Fire. But start off with uh Cats Pajamas. All right, TCP defending listener league champ hopped in right next to me. I was a little worried because he he normally likes to draft a lot of quarterbacks, as you can see. He did draft a lot of quarterbacks. He drafted four. Uh, he got Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Then got our guy, Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones! Who? There uh, as his third quarterback. And then uh, P- uh, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, who should be the number one quarterback drafted uh, in this year's draft. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but pretty solid quarterbacks there. Then his running back room is as follows. Alvin Kamara, they got in the third, which... You know, depending on what the situation is with Sean, that could become real interesting. Uh, but we do also know that he's probably going to face some kind of suspension uh, for this at least initial part of this year. Uh, so you have also Aaron Jones is a good running back. Uh, Leonard Fournette, we'll see where he ends up signing. Does he follow Tom Brady back <laughs> to Tampa Bay? We'll see. Tampa Bay. Uh, uh, we got our guy Chase. Chase Edmonds now uh, Philadelphia or uh, Miami Dolphin. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but they paid him starting money. We'll see how it goes. Rondell Moore uh, could see a lot, an increase there. Uh, and Chuba Hubbard, as is another running back, he, he grabbed some nice step there at the running back position. Wide receivers, this is where it is a little thin there. So he has Trey Burks, uh, which is should be the number one wide receiver in a lot of people's books off the board. Then he got our guy, BMW, like that one who just got paid. Rondell, like I mentioned, and then Gabe Davis. They're actually not too bad. Uh, and then his two tight ends are Cole Clement and Uzama. So TCP, pretty solid team here. What do you guys give him? What, what, what's your overall grade here? What do you, Big Travi, let's see what you gave him. A C. I'm going to give him oh, a C here. A the C? reason, yeah, I, oh, I just don't. Explain yourself. 
Alvin Kamara has some major question marks, uh, okay. dynasty or redraft at all. Running back position, Aaron Jones there. I'd like how he made up for it with some guys that could play win now kind of ball for him. But the okay. wide receiver lack of depth uh, for me is, is really the problem here. Mike Williams, who is absolutely up and down all the time. Rondell Moore, all these guys, none of these guys are really for sure one. Um, and so he's really lacking volume and uh, attention at his wide receiver. So, you know, you need the wide receivers, especially in dynasty as Ronald pointing out here. And I think that he just kind of, uh, you know, unfortunately he said his, his phone, you know, kind of crapped out, but I think he crapped out a wide receiver and it's kind right. of putting a, I'm going to go, I gave him a, I gave him kind of a weird thumbs whoa, up. Whoa, and a, dude, look at whoa, that. that like a, first of all, Austin that hand over is here, yeah, excellently like, drawn. Is, it, is that already uh, the on the whiteboard? Is... <laughs> was that that was already on the whiteboard? Was no, it? I was looking at my thumb. I was looking at my wow, hand. It's an edge That's sketch, impressive. dude. That's impressive that you were and able to dude, sketch that what? so quickly. Also, that thumb looks like it broke a little yeah. bit, but yeah, yeah, I kind of like the team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yikes. Okay. Broke All right. Thumb, so we have Worcester Nation. Let us know in the comments what you give TCP's team. So we got a C from Big Travi, and you got a thumbs up with a smiley face from Austin. Okay. <laughs> the moving the grades on matter. to the uh, two years ago listener league champ and Jay Blizzy. Uh, we have Josh Allen in the first, Lamar Jackson is his two quarterbacks. He took back to back. Then his, then he went wide receiver stack here. So we'll break down his wide receiver room real quick. He has Debo, Chris Godwin, which is a major jump from last week's um, last week's draft mock draft because we didn't know that Tom Brady was his quarterback. So Godwin fell quite a bit. Uh, DJ Moore as his third wide receiver. Hunter Renfro, our boy, gets him late in the eighth. Tyler Lockett in the tenth. And Brandon Cooks in the 12th. That's a pretty good wide receiver stack there. Then for his running back room, he got Travis Etienne in the 6th. He got Damian Harris in the 7th. Devin Singletary in the ninth. who I do think, you know, we're only two mock drafts in, boys. But Devin Singletary's value is very great right now. Uh, he also grabs Gus Bus in the 13th. Miles Gaskin in the 14th. And then uh, Jonathan Williams in the 15th round. So, uh, oh, and then he, his tight end is Mike Jacecki, who just got tagged, franchise tagged. So we do know that he is more of a wide receiver. I like Mike Jacecki. Good, good tight end there. So ultimately, what does this team satisfy your palate with grade wise? <laughs> Big Travi. Uh, I'm going to say for Jay Blizzy, it's kind of an overall grade, but like a rock. And yes, that is a rock kind of wow. looks like a frog, but I'm, I'm really glad that solidified we here. Yeah. I had to tell you that was a rock. I'm just going to say it's solid here. I think it's very solid, like a rock, like the Chevy commercials. Hopefully like we don't a get rock oh, here for the Chevy. No, I think that he did a lot of good work here to, you know, risk mitigate he's got the quarterbacks under control he's got good wide receivers a core of them that are very young good upside so i, I don't have much to say other than solid out of, out of i'm gonna J. go Pine. with that you guys you guys remember the uh you guys know the serial life remember the yes. popular remember the popular you know the commercial game. back you know the in the game. day that's my grade yeah. from his hey mikey I think he likes it. <laughs> yeah, love oh, it. It's not right. a slogan. It's a vibe. And it's it's a little bit it's like, hey, I think that this is pretty solid, right? Like he's yeah. got two really impactful wide receivers. His, his, or his quarterbacks, his wide receivers are not 
like spring, spring chickens, but they're all younger still. They're ready to go right now. And I think you're going to be able to make a lot of damage with that team. And then you've got kind of like underrated, but still like very good opportunity and good skilled running backs there. ETN, Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, Edwards, Gaskin, Williams. Like these are, this is the weakness of your team, but I, I like the upside that you give yourself and the the floor that you establish with your other positions. So I like it. Nice. All right. They might- Moving on to Dumpstafia here takes uh quarterbacks you got you start with matthew stafford in the third gets mitch trubisky who freshly signed with the pittsburgh Steelers. well in theory he's going to sign with pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow uh and then uh he got him in the 10th round and then uh, Jameis winston who we talked about for a minute uh all the way in the 13th round so those are his three quarterbacks his wide receivers started off with Justin Jefferson, which he picked at 104. Devontae Adams actually fell to him all the way to the second round. That was a little bit surprising there uh, at 209. I like that pick there. Uh, Jerry Judy in the fifth round. Really like Jerry Judy with Russell Wilson, but that's quite the draft pick value to pick on Jerry Judy. Uh, and then Robert Robert Woods, our guy, Bobby G and the eighth. Or is that the sorry? That's the ninth. He got him in the ninth, and then Russell Gage in the fourteenth, who is actually the number one wide receiver right now for the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, and then he wrapped it up with a tight end, Mark Andrews, in the fourth, like that tight end, and then his running back rumors follows. She waited, so he waited till the sixth round. He went uh, upside down here, and he got Josh Jacobs in the sixth. I like that one. Ceh in the seventh. Uh, Spiller and the eighth, which I believe is like the second or third best running back. That, and I haven't done a whole deep dive into the running backs yet, but I believe he's one of the top uh, in this year's class. Then you got our guy. Oh, he went back to back here with the Seattle running backs with both Penny and Carson. So he didn't like what Austin was saying either. Uh, and then Trey Sermon there in the 15th uh, to wrap up his draft. So based on that, I'm going to start this time with Austin. What do you, what grade do you give dumpster fires team? I, I don't, I'm not so sure this is a dumpster fire team though. No, I like the team. I think the team is actually really solid. I don't look at a pick on this selection and, and find a spot that I, that I'm, I think is a bad, a bad move. But when I look at the whole squad, I see incomplete. I see one good quarterback in Stafford. Trubisky's a nice fill in for you right now, but we, we don't know. Same thing with Winston. Um, I think Jefferson and Adams are a killer one, too. It falls off a little bit with Judy. Now, that that could come up. Uh, but then, like, in the running back spot, like, you got a really nice year probably with Josh Jacobs. But who knows what's going to happen after that? So I think you're – I think you get a really solid foundation. But I think you're just missing some pieces. And I, I think this fun team is kind of like a Happy Meal without the French fries. Mm. So it's, it's like, like a, you got – You, you, you get the got toy. the toy, though. You, you got still the got the toy. Burger, but it's still it's a little a- incomplete. Would you, rather, would you rather miss would you will someone get this kid a happy meal uh would you rather have the fries missing the burger missing or the toy missing i wanted the fries missing that was the one that like at least impacted me because i think this is a pretty good team i went back and forth between the toy or the burger or All the right. fries i did All right. yeah i'm similar to that i think that this team isn't terrible and his name is dumpster fire but it's kind of like if it was a dumpster fire next to a flower shop or a flower business here oh, <laughs> like God, it's not going to be the world's most here? terrible fire smelling wise but it is still going to be a little bit of a fire mitch trubisky is the, one of the biggest reasons why it is still a fire 
but I do think that it's more of, you know, a close to a, if I've given a letter grade, it's close to like a B minus. It's not a bad squad. Yeah. But again, I think that's where we're at with it. I almost went with Eric. D minus. Also. Wow. All right. Uh, Big Travi, you want to take? Yeah, I'll take next over one? here. Talking up, about Eric? Jay My Minerding. Jay Minerding. Uh, so he started off with Jamar Chase. Uh, so that's not a surprise there. We've seen Chase just absolutely explode in over there in Cincinnati. Then Dak Prescott is his first quarterback. Mixon, Brees Hall. Um, he's got Wilson, Barkley uh, as it's rounding out through uh, round six. Sorry about that. D Dalton Schultz. Then he's got Williams as the rookie as well. Calvin Ridley here. He's taking the chance on Calvin Ridley after the year off. Zach Wilson as his second quarterback. So a couple of these guys back-to-back -back waiting on that second quarterback. Also Corral there. Alexander Madison, an interesting piece, as well as Khalil Herbert. Um, both of those guys, you know, have guys ahead of them, but could, you know, flash some brilliance to get ahead. And then we've got Irv Smith as his second tight end. So that's what we're working with. Um, Johnny, I will start with you on a grade for our guy, Jem. Let me see if I can say this right. Jem, J. Minor dig, minor dig. I have to get. I'm. I'm still writing out. Go. To oh, you made a jump to me, Austin. Yeah, yeah, Austin. Yeah. I'm still. I went with. I went with a lowercase b minus <laughs> because I think this team is very young. I think it could grow into a capital B minus, um, and that would be better in this evaluation. I just I, like I like a lot of the pieces here. Jamar Chase and Dak Prescott are excellent one twos for me. Joe Mixon in the third is phenomenal. And then we start going really youth heavy there with the Hall and the Wilson. And then like Barkley on the backside is really nice. But, you know, we'll see about him moving forward. I like where you got him there. Schultz of the tight end is really good. Um, you know what? I think there's just so much youth then. It kind of falls off for me after the seventh round. Like, I'm mm -hmm. not sure if I, I think rounds one through seven are very, very, very good. After that, I'm a little bit concerned. Calvin really is not playing this year. Um, you know, we got a lot of rookies that come in afterwards with Williams and Pickens and Carroll. Uh, Madison, you know, he could be good. He could be nothing. Um, and similarly with some of the other pieces down there at the bottom. So I, I think it's a strong team. I actually... Because of how and it's a dynasty, you know, I'm going to after interview, I'm going to just give him a lowercase b. He gets an upgrade. It's a lowercase b because it's young, it's small, but it can grow and, and become more than it is. The yeah, super I'm, serious, super important draft grades, always able to change, you know, like water. So I appreciate like Austin being be able like to water. Johnny, yeah. what do you got here for our guy, Jay? I got I got. Can you guys see that? Punting Matt, Matt, Pat McAfee style. I don't know. Punting. Punting. What did, I, what did I just say? No, you're I, good. I, like, I'm trying yeah. to like see whether you guys could see it or not, <laughs> and then you can't. Um, punting. Yeah, I just think that like a lot of these are future picks. You'll probably not win too much in this first year, but we'll see what you could do because it's a lot of rookies. So you're probably punting for next. Yeah, year. it was definitely it was definitely a young team. We're, we might be a future, you know, looking a few years down the line for Arga there. So moving on here to John Candy W, who got. Christian McCaffrey at the 1-7, then rounded out his backs with Dalvin Cook. His wide receiver stable includes Cooper Cup and T. Higgins as his first two picks. And he got a couple young quarterbacks in Justin Fields and Tua Tungavailoa. He's got A.J. Dillon here, who I like as well as a future pick, you know, as a guy who came on strong last year. And then he went with some youth with London and Bateman at the wide receiver position. Bateman having a nice rookie season in flashes there. Christian Kirk with the mega deal doesn't scare our guy John Candy. He says, give me all that smoke. We've got Dawson Knox, Willis, Juju Smith-Schuster, 
McBride and also Keyshawn Vaughn. So um, that's that rounds it out there. Austin, if you're ready, I'll, I'll start with you. <sighs> yeah, you know, I, I I think this is actually I'm going to give him I'm going to I'm just going to go like this. It's a B plus. Yeah, for me that's on this score. I, I think. Oh, nice. Um, McCaffrey Cook, great win now pieces if everything goes the way it needs to go for them to both be starting week one. Um, Cook, Cup and Higgins, great one twos there. You know, your third is going to have some question marks there. It's going to be London, Bateman, Kirk, Juju Smith-Schuster. We'll see. I think you gave yourself a decent shot at the quarterbacking position um, with some real ceiling there. Justin Fields and Tua Tagovailoa. Like that, A.J. Dillon is your third running back. Dynasty-wise, it's probably a good pickup along with Vaughn as well. It's not a guarantee, but it's probably good. I really like the Vaughn pickup down there way at the bottom, too. That could be sneaky in a Bruce Arians team. Mm-hmm. Like, it might be mm-hmm. his time. Um, so, yeah, I think He's this is actually... This as is of right now. There you go. You got you got the starting running back for Tom Brady's team. Yeah. That should Pretty be good. a way higher pick. So, All yeah, right. Gents, we're going to move on to the next team here, which is Holes the Hector Zeroni team, if you will. Austin Eckler was drafted at the 1-8 by holes here to start. Let's see if he had any holes in the rest of his roster here. Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Keenan Allen at the wide receiver position. Looking pretty nice to start. His second running back is Dave Montgomery. You hope that the new regime is, in a, is a fan of Dave Montgomery. We've got Darren Waller at tight end, Tom Brady and Derek Carr at your quarterback. So eventually down the road, he's going to have to look at quarterback, but looking okay for now. Miles Sanders is a backup running back uh, as his third running back there. Sorry. And then we've got Dotson, White, Williams, Ross uh, for a string of four rookies in a row, followed by Mike Dev- Davis to round out uh, this draft. So Holes was the team name. How are we feeling, Johnny, about Holes, the the drafter? Hey, hey, gives him an A. He loves this team. I need to just like write big. Uh, I do like this team. Uh, I, I think that when you initially started running it down, I was like, okay, these are also, I maybe had some question marks with the quarterback position there. Uh, obviously Tom Brady getting older, but I think Derek Carr is a very solid and underrated quarterback, uh, that, that will be really good to pair with Tom Brady this year. Uh, and then you can kind of figure it out, but I think you'll compete right now. You drafted some running or some, uh, rookies that obviously need to pan out a little bit, but. Uh, you're kind of balancing out, you know, winning now as well as developing or setting yourself up for the future. Austin, you were shaking your head in affirmation there. You kind of agree with the A grade there. Or what have you got? What have you got? Yeah, I'm real close. I got a, I got an A minus Veruca Salt. <laughs> I want it now. I think yeah. this is a win now team. And as Johnny put it, he's still got some room for development down the road. Mm. Well done. Love it, love it, love it. All right, I have done three. So, Austin, to round us out. Yeah, jumping in here with Fabozzi here takes Johnny's boy DeAndre Swift in the first with Derrick Henry in the second. Kyle Pitts is his tight end, first one off the board in the third. Jalen Waddell, young tight end of Miami. A couple of running backs there with Ezekiel Elliott as his third. Walker, rookie running back there as his fourth. And he's got Michael Pittman. Olave, Marquise Brown, three wide receivers, young wide receivers, I'll add. Then he picks up his first quarterback in Ryan Tannehill, punting quarterback strategy, not a bad one to get this later down. Cordero Patterson, uh, another rookie running back there in Cook, rounds out his last three picks with a slate of quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Davis Mills, and the incoming rookie Desmond Ryder. All right, so 
we've got uh we've got the team done thank you for drafting with us fabozi this one was awesome i see uh travis had his head down when i finished so and johnny's head was up so i'm gonna go with johnny <laughs> you want to hit us with your score uh i'm giving him a b a b a b yeah i do like the I like a, a, I like a lot of the parts in this, but then it comes to the quarterback position. That's where I think it's going to be hard to compete uh, with those kind of quarterbacks um, on a week to week when you're in a super flex. But I do think the overall direction of it of this dynasty is starting off well with the first you know six pieces, uh, eight even a mark uh, with Brown in there. I do like that as well. So I do think in the future there. There's some be, could be some bright future ahead for this team. I feel that I'm not, I'm not far off of Johnny here, Austin. I'm going to go with C plus and 21 Savage, 2021 Savage, because those first like five picks are a bunch of 2021 guys, right? DeAndre Swift, Derrick Henry, oh, Kyle yeah. Pitt, Jalen Waddle. These are guys we were hyping up in that last year or uh, last year. I wonder how much recency bias is baked into what this guy's doing as his draft here. But uh, the quarterback position is what I'm, I'm you know eventually got you the C plus for me because your second quarterback is Matt Ryan. And in a lot of metrics was the second best quarterback on the Falcons last year. So um, that's what we're looking at um, for me. So yeah, a little, little, little bit lower than Johnny, but not too far off. Moving on to Andrews 808. He takes Nick Chubb in the 10th overall selection and pairs Javante Williams up with him there. That should be really nice. Uh, AJ Brown is his first wide receiver in the third. Uh, T-Law, Trevor Lawrence is his quarterback number one. Deontay Johnson, uh, followed by TJ Hawkinson. Amari Cooper is his third wide receiver. It's pretty nice. Tony Pollard there is his third running back. Carson Wentz, second QB. He gets Michael Gallup. Baker Mayfield, Hunter Henry, then Odell Beckham, Tyler Boyd, and Sony Michelle, all as bench pieces. All right. This is pretty not a ton of youth, but not a lot of like older players either. Javante Williams, obviously, on the younger side, AJ Brown too. Trevor Lawrence. I ooh, I'll I'll keep my editorials to the side. Um, I'll come over here to uh Travi on this one. What is your grade here for Andrews 808, Big Travi? This is Johnny's birthday present. Okay? So <laughs> this is nice. This is, I like he's this. got he's got Deontay Johnson, who Johnny loves, Amari Cooper, he couldn't stop talking about Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield. I mean, these are all guys, Nick Chubb, all guys after Johnny's heart. I think hey. Andrews, who I thought was a new name, has been watching the channel and loves hey. him some Johnny and says, Happy birthday, Johnny. Here's a team that I think, you know, Johnny would grade A plus. Hey, you know what's great? Hey, I swear I didn't change this. Look at it. That's sleeper, what I, sleeper yeah. team, bro. Yeah. They knew it. That is classic, dude. Classic yeah. that Travis was like, oh, yeah. No, this is a great team. I, I, this is a sleeper team. People are sleeping on it. This will do well. This one will do well. Yeah, they may not wake up, but, you know. You'll, you'll they may it. not wake up, dude. <laughs> but, yeah. You won't. You won't. All right, moving on then to our last squad here, the one and only Smitty Satow. Always a pleasure to have you with us, my guy. He takes Justin Herbert in the first round, followed by Trey Lance to get two nice young quarterbacks there. Cam Akers and Elijah Mitchell in the third and fourth. He gets the one and only Travis Kelsey, followed by a string of wide receivers. Monroe St. Brown, Elijah Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Darnell Mooney, Kadarius Tony. One, two, three, four, five. Mm. Kenneth Gainwell is his third running back. Zach Ertz is his second tight end. He's got Jared Goff to be his backup quarterback with Ronald Jones and Curtis Samuel there to round it out. Ronald says way too early on Lance. 
We'll see if Johnny and Travis agree on that while they're putting their grades together. I'm looking at this one. Not a lot. Obviously, he punted on the wide receiver. Amon Ross St. Brown's is first, but with Amon Ra, Elijah Moore, Ayuk, Mooney, Tony, you're hoping you can get three playmakers out of those high ceiling guys who all went where they went for a reason. Let me get Travis' take on this one as Johnny is his head was still down. Yeah, I like the way that this team is actually aesthetically put together, too. If you look at the way they drafted, it was all kind of like, you know, really nice and con concise here. So B is for button-down T-shirt, which I give him a B, and I think it's a nice-looking team because, you know, Austin, you said the weakness would be maybe wide receiver. But look at what he did here. All very young, very high upside wide receiver. So if he's able to get three, two of those to go, huge. And in a dynasty startup, you're not just drafting rookies, you're drafting younger guys too. And that's kind of what he attacked the wide receiver at. Love the running backs, love the upside with Trey Lance. Yeah, it was probably too early, but maybe he wasn't going to get him coming around there. And, and, and this could change in the coming weeks. If Garoppolo does get traded, Lance is going to start getting more hype and going a lot earlier as well. So I kind of love this. I, lo I, lo I like this team a lot. I like it. What do you think about it, Johnny? Stack, Stack. Yeah. like these boxes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah, I love it. I did write books, but it's okay. But it looks like boxes as well. But yeah, I love this team. I think it's it's really good. I think there's a lot of upside there. There's a lot of exciting pieces to where you can be able to make trades if you needed to. You know, like there's a lot of good and there and it's younger too. It's it's really well put together. Well, well done. Right on. Well, I think it's good. Really good squad too. Whisper Nation, if you loved what we were doing here, let us know in the in the chat. Let us know what your favorite team was. And the fun is not over for Mock Draft Monday. No. We are going to take a quick five-minute break. And on the other side of that, we're going to get into a best ball draft over on Underdog. If you want to join us in the coming weeks, get over to underdogfantasy.com or download the app in the App Store. Use the promo code TFW for a, up to $100 of matched money. But uh, yeah, other than that, guys, we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch Whisper Nation on the other side for the Thunderdog Best Ball Draft. You won't. All, all right. right there we go. I'm oh, making right. my second pick, which is a little bit controversial, but I have good reason why I'm making it. Can you speak oh, to controversial? Yes. Because everybody yes. wants to say Joe Mixon's so controversial, but I really think that he belongs at least right here or, um, you know, even a little bit mid second, but I don't, everybody's got a problem with Joe Mixon or they're on the extreme other side. They love him, you know, so much, very polarizing. So, typically at the 11 spot here, I would have drafted Travis Kelsey, but again, I want to shake things up and I haven't drafted mm -hmm. digs yet and I haven't drafted out of the spot. So I kind of want to see where things fall. Um, I like Mixon because this is a, a little bit of a fun fact and a stat that I've leaned on in 2019. He vet evaded the most tackles, per game that's not a metric that you particularly want your running back to have because it means the o-line is absolute shite and that means that he is <laughs> having to evade six tackles a week he can do it great so we know the talent when they brought in joe burrow just joe burrow with aj green and t higgins and tyler boyd was able to stretch the field enough that the boxes lighten considerably and mixon averaged about two fewer evaded tackles per week now he did get hurt and injury concern is something but also guess what this is a running back position show me a running back that doesn't get hurt especially that isn't going to get hurt over an extended now 17 week season or 18 week i should say 17 for fantasy purposes season um the boxes lightened significantly and it was six in the box player profiler has one of the my favorite uh stacked box rates 
you throw in Jamar Chase and that field is stretched even more, which means that Mixon is going to become all the more efficient. Also, here's another like glimmer of hope. Uh, there's no more Gio Bernard. So those pass catching opportunities, which we know Mixon can convert on, will be more available to him now. I absolutely love that stat when looking at players on player profile. And yeah, because you it's so interesting on some players. Like, for example, two years ago, uh, where when CMC had the monster, the monster breakout year, he had one of the lowest stack box rates, which was really surprising to me that more people or more teams weren't, you know, trying to load up that box in order to stop him. I, I absolutely love looking at that and, and really seeing what the offensive line and defensive line are doing. I got to quickly make a pick here. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to tell you the numbers while you make your pick. So, um, Mixon last year, his stacked front carry rate was 13.4%, which was RB50. And that percentage of carries with eight or more defenders in the box. So he was RB50, light front carry rate, RB7, baby. Wow. Nearly 60% of the time, he got a light front carry rate. And again, that was without Jamar Chase. So imagine right. in a, 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 an offseason that isn't as abbreviated as last season was, although, I mean, the vaccination issue is a whole nother thing. But I, I just think that the efficiency issues and the work in the passing game keeps him inside my top 12. I love it. I love it. Joe Mixon sneaking up on the boards here to pair along with Stephon Dix. <clears throat> Yeah, to Liz's point, I think it's interesting to see how Cincinnati's trying to build it out. We'll see how successful they can be, but spread the ball out and then assist the run that way. Is is so long it's been, you know, start the run and then or or lean on the run and then that will help the pass. And this is kind of a reverse osmosis sort of thing with it. But uh, yeah, I think that's exactly they're playing to Joe Burrow's strengths, and that should in turn help Joe Mixon because if they do become the Cowboys of the North, as we we've said a couple times, you know, then you're going to want that Joe Mixon you know, falling in for a couple. Right here. Congratulations on making it to the end of the video. If you still have a lot to say about. Wait, why did that one? I have <laughs> well, no idea why. It's not the end. Not the end. Not the end. The end is. Damn you yet. past Travis. It's kind of near. You don't yeah. say those things. Yeah. I, I mean, don't the know why I jumped to around the corner. Right? I don't know why I jumped to that. Uh, but. Whisper Nation, if you're back with us again, we appreciate you. We kept most of you on here. Uh, appreciate you guys rocking with us. We're going to be doing an underdog best ball draft, just the three of us. But starting next Monday, we'll be getting in all of you guys with us as well. So make sure you get on over to underdog so you have the app ready for next week and we can share that link with you guys. Uh, Johnny, you want to give us a little roster breakdown for this as well? Yeah, so we get one quarterback, three wide receivers, one flex, two running backs, one tight end, 12 bench spots, okay? And it is half point PPR, six point for receiving touchdowns and rushing touchdowns, only four for passing touchdowns, okay? So remember that. Um, and minus one for an interception, minus two uh, for fumble lost. So Awesome. We're still right. dipping our toes into the best ball pool. Like we've only mm -hmm. been doing this maybe a year and some change. What are some takeaways you took from last year that you're going to take with you into best ball going next year or into this draft season? Multiple quarterbacks. Pick up a handful of those guys. Um, and really just go for your upside swings. 
You know, I'm not taking anybody that I think is like a, a floor play. I'm going all upside because you get more players than you're going to need. And like injuries will happen. You know, someone who drafted J.K. Dobbins and Gus Bus, you know, injuries do happen. Um, so just go for upside as much as you possibly can and get a couple of quarterbacks. Love it. Love it. Love it. Johnny, Austin, if you guys enter this thing, I think we can get going. This thing will yep. move quickly. So as soon as you guys are in, then we're rocking and rolling. And so is this a super flex on this one? Um, no, I don't believe no. so, right? Oh, your boy got the number one pick again. How did that happen? It's going to start in a minute, right? It's it rigged. Yeah. 51 seconds. Uh, let me go to the uh, – so you guys could see who's being drafted where. I also need to – Oh, nice. Oh, that's right. And then you dropped on your phone? Yeah. Johnny, that's if smart. you hit that, can you go full screen with that? Um, or is it gonna pop out? I could try. Oh, it's only gonna give you know. It, oh, okay. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> My bad. Why? Ah! It's all Look part of the strategy. Do you realize? Dude. Do you realize what you've done? <laughs> I don't. I don't all right. As soon as this, uh, guys, got to make sure you're getting an underdog. You know, even if you're not gonna draft with us next on these Mondays. It's just a great app to to be a part of best ball, not only best ball, but prop bets, not just NFL. Uh, Austin's dabbling in some NBA stuff right now as well. Um, they are rocking and rolling. And we just got baseball to sign off. So it looks like baseball is going to happen. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have all sorts of ways to go. Money oh, no. Oh, no. What just happened? I clicked the wrong button. Where am I live? Oh, no. Ten seconds. I can't, I can't, I, I really hope, oh no, <laughs> oh, it just clicked off of there. I hope it takes Jonathan Taylor for me. I bet it will. I think it did. <laughs> so you're good. Where, uh, let me see where my best ball things are. I got to get this back up. Hold on. Hang with me just a second. Technical difficulties, like always. How, why did I click that back button? I'm going to give you as much time as I can, but I can only give you so much. <laughs> Cooper Cup is off the board. And I'm not going to give you any time. No, I'm just kidding. How do you even <laughs> find? I, I don't even know how to find my drafts. I'm going to oh, go. Okay, ahead. hold on, hold on. I found it. I found it. We're, we're good. Okay, cool. Um, you took Derek Henry, Big Travi? Yeah, I'm just looking at durability if we if we're playing just for upside then mm -hmm. derrick henry why isn't derrick henry one of the best upside running backs in the league i think he is yeah, good I call. Think a huge, you know in best ball you're basically taking out all of your injury risk right because you're drafting guys based on the best possible lineup so i'm also going to take jamar chase here too i don't hate any go. of that all at all, all right. i am now oh johnny got it back nice yes yeah. I am going to, with my selection, who do I think is going to be that special? I, you know, we are going to go with Devontae Adams. Ooh, nice. That's Devontae, you think you yep, just, ultimately they get the contract worked out. It'll figure itself out. Yeah. Devontae Adams is not going to let a year of prime earning potential go to waste. It may, now, if he really thinks he could leverage that year into something worth it, he will. But Devontae Adams, you know, he came out with that line of like, I work for all of my money. Everything I have is earned. Like he knows what he has on the table right now. I think he's playing it well. I think he ultimately decides they, they figure out a deal and he has an amazing season. 
I'm with that. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm really interested, like we said in, in the last hour um, or a couple hours ago, just on what we're going to do with Rogers' contract, because that's going to really depict everything, what they have cap flexibility-wise and what they can do long-term or short-term with Devontae. And some of those things are like, that is the that is the offense in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. yeah, I know Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they're all there, but the offense runs on the Rodgers-Adams connection. So give me some of that. Absolutely. Anytime Ooh, you can get that guy that's getting 30% market share, doesn't happen all the time, but there's a couple of year. Right. If you get that guy, that's good stuff. 60% of the time, it works every yeah, time. That's right. A little Sex Panther by Odeon. Oh, yeah. A little Josh Allen action, huh? First quarterback off the board. All right. Later, Gators. I'm this going. is going to be fun. I'm excited for next week and beyond getting Whisper Nation in here. Yes. Mocking with them. Getting, or It's not even mock. This is a real deal. There's money on the this line. Is, yeah, this is this is a real deal. Holyfield. Yeah, we're going to we want to let's 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 put some gambling money on the line. Whisper Nation next week. Come on and join us next week. Yeah, I mean, we can. You know, we can basically make up for Calvin Ridley by just betting a bunch of times here. Uh, ourselves you know he can't but we'll do it for you man solid solid yeah. oh geez uh let's see it's so All funny right. when you draft a three team you're like man my team is so stacked <laughs> absolutely dude i love it it's so like, win this. Like, how is this guy still available in the fifth round yeah, no doubt yeah. it's like uh because technically it's still the first round Right, there's uh, been 15 picks taken off the board. <laughs> if that, so big Travi there on the clock to pair oh, someone up. Oh. Yeah. oh, you should have told him, dude. I was on yeah, the clock, ten seconds, dude. Ten seconds, dude. He's about oh, to I'm one. I'm just I gotta autos, go. Dude. I gotta go. I didn't oh, auto yeah. oh, kill, dude. No, I was gonna. I I thought oh. we were gonna get two back to back. Yeah, so we get the one flex, the three. What? Okay, that's what I take? thought. Oh, we got Joe. He took Joe Mixon, huh? Give it to me. It was that. It was that. Uh, it was that Liz Loza video. It got you in the break, dude. It got you. you got me, bro. Again. That's right. Yep. Fun. Yep. Liz Loza's insights are fantastic. Shout out to her for opening up our mock draft marathon in twenty twenty one. Getting a, a repeat. Can't wait uh, for our mock draft twenty twenty two. Make sure you liked and subscribe. Catch all that action. They'll be coming at your, your way probably in July. About that action, boss. About that action, boss. Hmm. 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 I like mm -hmm. this. A little Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes action on my team. Ooh. Sure. That's probably a position you'll win most every week, right? Because of those two. Yeah, I mean, you guys are still. Well, you guys are gonna be stuck now with someone like Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler, Kyler Murray, Murray, Joe yeah. Murray, Jack Preston, one of these busters. Yeah, yeah, those stuck, dude. Those, those busters. So how many how many bench do we get again? Here, let me see this again. Twelve bench spots. So Whisper Nation, remember in best ball, like Austin was saying, you want to have groups of these players because. Basically, the computer's set in your lineup. It's telling you the best possible lineup each and every week. You don't have to do trades. You don't have to do waiver acquisitions. You don't have to do any lineup adjustments. You just set it and forget, and forget it. it. And yeah, then so win. 
Oh, when does it rhyme with forget it, Johnny? Oh, I didn't want it. Oh, man. It does when you win this hard. Uh, I think Johnny's forgetting how to draft over here, dude. Well, I had a bunch of messages coming through, and then I was trying to draft. And I know I feel bad. We're dogging on Johnny, but he's got to have the have it up on the screen, draft from his phone. I'm having Chelsea send him text messages right now to mess him up. <laughs> hey, there's money on the line, dude. Yeah, All's man. fair. Hey, hey, you won't. True? There's a hard nine dollars on the line here, dude. Well, then, like sometimes, like you'll click on it, and then you'll click on like a position group, and then sometimes it'll like also add other position groups, and then you don't always want that. You oh, know? Like the selections on Underdog, like you click on one of the positions and then it's exclusively that position but then if you click on another position it adds that to your first one so if you were just looking at the yeah. running backs and then you click tight ends you're not looking at tight ends you're looking at running backs and tight ends exactly mm-hmm. and then like yeah, where they value them. so i'm like oh you got to go back and select everything i was really hoping that kyler was going to fall to me and then i was going to also yeah fall all the way down that one pick fall all the way to me, <laughs> it's his birthday. Damn it! Yeah, happy birthday, happy Johnny! Birthday, Johnny! Why do we draft? I, I appreciate that on your birthday, which you wanted. You told your wife this morning you wanted. Boom! But we're we? drafting again. We're we're drafting twice on your birthday. Yeah, facts. And the second one, I could actually win something. <laughs> Bragging rights. Over a six dollar mock draft, baby. <laughs> hey, you're not gonna. I'm sorry, man. It's your birthday, but I. I don't, I don't know, dude. Have you know. seen my team? I just went back to back. I got Pitts and uh, Darren Waller, the baller. I got Kittle and Kelsey. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, it, pretty good. It, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My team is so stacked. <laughs> my. My team is so stacked, guys. So stacked, dude. My team is just so lit. Ronald wishing you – he's not wishing you a happy birthday right now. He's wishing you a happy birthday a year from now. Nice. He's the first one to do it. First one, baby. Wow. Will Johnny remember on this day that Ronald wished him a happy birthday? Boomer bust wide receivers have much more value in best ball, says Ronald. Like Lockett was good last year, a god last year. That, yes, great, great point to go with him. Oh, I should actually get this double dip. I don't like your point here, though, saying way too high on DK, though, awesome. I don't know. I I believe in DK. I mean, that's another one, though. Like, if we're going for upside in best ball, DK is going to be a good one because he's one of those guys that can catch three touchdowns a game when he's on. Oh, I'm looking man. at it. it's gonna be a weak winner, you know. I, I wish I wish Travis when we got Mark Mandrews. That would have been a nice double dick double dip there. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, I guess. Oh, that slip up reminded me of the video I sent. It was like of a Fox News guy and Jennifer Lopez. You guys gotta look it up. It's hilarious. Anyways, uh yeah, it's a Freudian slip there for sure. Yeah, Freudian slip there. Yeah. Hey, uh are we excited for also Mark Madness? Do this. March Hell Madness. yeah, we are excited oh, for March Madness and Whisper Nation. Want to let you know oh. that our League of Records selection that we do bake into our bylaws, unless the winner of the league selects an alternate selection method, our league does a March Madness bracket, and the way you finish in that bracket dictates what order you get to make your pick in. 
So if you win at all, you get to pick where you want your pick to be. Maybe you go one, maybe you go five, maybe you go seven, eight, 10, 12. You could. Another option. Yeah, so we do that. And also March Madness means a lot to us. And we're pretty, pretty freaking stoked. I have to yeah, really, on. the biggest thing is, you know, what's not discussed at March Madness, though, is actually what we do to pick your bed at the Airbnb that we stay at, right? So based on your last season's finish. And right. this might sound like it's whatever, like put me in whatever bed because we're going to have a great time. But I assure you it's not because some of our league mates, myself included when I have a, a few too many drinks, are intense snorers. And uh, if you get stuck in a bunk bed or in a, in a room with those guys, then you have to listen to that. So, dude, Alex cleared out a bedroom of four and they slept oh outside goodness. or in the living room because of Alex's running a rhinoceros through a through a wood chipper. Yeah. So not just we're not just trying to win championships. We're trying we're to win trying beds. To, trying to win beds, baby. <laughs> yeah, but for real, right? Diaper yes, Dundee, baby. Our guy, Javante, just kind of chilling here. I'm going to snag him now. It's been too long. I know. Good pick. Melvin Gordon doesn't come back. I'm definitely going to be happy about this situation. I was was looking at it, dude, but then it passed. (laughs) He's such a funny one. Like, depending on what Gordon does, we could see Javante Williams going in the first two rounds of redraft leagues. We could also see him going, like, in that five, six round range. Give me some DJ Moore in hopes that Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Uh, Panthers. You... Ah, I was wanting to get him. I didn't think you would get him because you hate him. I, I, I hate him with the quarterbacks he's I had, but get him, him for two hey, rounds now. You give him Deshaun Watson, and it's game over, dude. No. He'll elevate the hell out of more. Dude, what is? I want to take. An, I understand. I understand why, but I think it is notable that we are this late, even in just a three-team. But still, round sixteen, Alvin Kamara is still available. Yeah, because we're not sure if he're he's going to play this year. Right. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. I mean, you could gamble here and maybe it gets, you know, maybe it's a a year long investigation. You know, maybe it takes too long to gather everything. And that's they. But, you know, they they have the liberty to put them on the exemplars, too, especially with a video. So I think that could be more likely. I think even if they don't suspend them, they could put them on the exemplars. Yeah. Yeah, I just think there's too much there. For How many rounds is this one total? 20. Just looking at everyone's team. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid drafting here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go like, with like we do this like more. semi-professional. Look at Ronald over here. Nah, Williams won't last to the fifth <laughs> in any draft. He just Excellent. did. Yeah, he just he did just it. Played. <laughs> Yeah, what he did right about? now. Right, right. He did yeah, for yeah, money. Fifteenth yeah. round, dude. Well, I'm just glad he lasted here. That's all I gotta say. You know. <laughs> Let's see, Johnny. What do you think about Chris Godwin this year? Hey, who's gonna take? Who's gonna take Calvin? Who's gonna take Calvin Ridley? I'm gonna miss that one. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, 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 I missed it. Dave oh, oh, I thought you were going to auto draft Calvin. Oh, that would have been how fantastic. many? How do we know? Oh, it's over here. Uh, so we've got, got I've got David. two picks left. Yeah, at least you got David. I, I do, uh, I do think that you got you looked out with David there. I was going for a wide receiver, but I was stuck between. Amon Ross St. Brown and Devonta Smith. And then I went to go get Devonta and it popped up Amon again. And then I drafted Dave Montgomery. 
Mm. When in doubt, you know, neither of the wide receivers just go get a running back. I think it's such a good like question mark right now of Amon Ross St. Brown and Devonta Smith. Like one is clearly a higher pedigree. One performed better this year. But when you look at them both like similar-ish play styles, right? You're just like, oh, Devonta's supposed to be better. Yeah, baby. But he wasn't. Give me him, dude. Give me him. Touchdown, Tom, baby. Oh, great pick. Great pick. I got that double dip with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, too. That's nice. That's nice. I had to search him because it wasn't even on there. They still have the little eye thing saying, hey, he's not supposed to be playing this year, and you're trying to draft him. It's an interesting point here from Ronald talking about the San Francisco running back. I worry how crowded the SF running back is, especially since they never have the same top running back two years in a row. I would say that's because they're, they've never had a healthy running back. Johnny talks mm. about this one cut Kyle yeah. Shanahan system is not good on running backs legs and in terms of injury. And I think that's a big part of why they haven't had the same one, but like they're not, they're not looking to replace Elijah Mitchell right now. Are they? Well, People are at, yeah. People are acting like I love Ronald's point here. People are just acting like Mostert and Hasty aren't there. Well, Mostert's not going to be back. Mostert was under a one contract, and I don't know if Hasty will be back either. So it'll He's probably be like three years. Yeah, and like Mostert can't. I mean, if if there's anybody that's the model of non-health for the running backs in San Francisco, it is Brahim Mostert. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's interesting to see. That's why I, I'm, you know, I took Sermon in Dynasty, and I'm wondering what to do with Sermon because I'm like, well, in one case, you'd be like, the pedigree should catch up, but I don't know that Shanahan cares. And then the other is like, well, Mitchell, is Mitchell going to be healthy enough to retain the job? Like, this is what happens. It's a turnover in the, in the injury department. So I don't know. Uh, but that concludes our first best ball draft of the mock season of the, of uh, the new 2022 season, excuse me. So Johnny, you're, you're up here. Why don't you talk through us a little bit on your team? Austin and I will maybe uh, judge it a little bit, of course. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I, I really like this team. Actually looking through it. Uh, I took four quarterbacks, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and touchdown Tom. Uh, my four or my running backs, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Dalvin cook, Ezekiel Elliott, and then my wide receiver stack room over here is Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Terry McLaurin, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, then Chris Godwin got those double dips for uh, Tom right there. Then my tight ends, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, and Rob Gronkowski. I'm pretty excited, actually, about this draft. It turned out pretty, pretty good there. Can you click at the top under the game yeah. time? The, oh, yeah. Close there, that out. There we go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So, Austin, do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to be looking at your screen here on right. this. But, you know, I'm very happy, actually, with this squad. Start off at the quarterbacking position where I got the one and two ranked quarterbacks with Jalen Hurts as a fill-in there. So, I think I'm going to have a really good quarterbacking output every week. Mm. Um trying to cover for buys and injuries too. I'm stoked. And moving down, I went for upside plays everywhere I could. Najee Harris was still available. I like all of the things he brings to the table. Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson, right there in the same camp. Aaron Jones is the first one who's going to be presumably dealing with a bit of a split backfield. For my Packers, I hope that he does. I think they're better a better team when Dylan gets the rock. But Jones has that ability to get four touchdowns in a game, have Mondo outputs via receiving or rushing. So I like that a lot. And then Alvin Kamara, you know, we'll see what happens there. And, and Elijah Mitchell, I, I think it's a very solid pickup there. Uh, moving down then, man, look, I've got the one and two at multiple positions. Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams there. And then throwing in DeAndre Hopkins and DK Metcalf um, as backups. So 
I guess one of them would be my third, another one's backups. And then I, I just like the upside still of the bench depth here with T. Higgins, Amari Cooper, Marquise Brown, um, and then Amon Ross St. Brown and Mike Williams are the last of the last there. But I still think they bring a good amount of upside. And then I, damn, I probably should have added one. I probably should have taken another tight end instead of Mike Williams there. But Travis Kelsey and George Kill are just fine. I am a little concerned about age. I'm a little concerned about injury. Um, so I wish I would have picked up a third tight end instead. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I don't, know, I don't know why Austin thinks he needs a beanie and a hoodie and a, and a fireplace back there. This team is so hot, dude. Like we say teams are stacked. I mean, we got Robert Miller in here saying, hey, Sorry, Robert. Good God, how many teams are in this league? Because as you notice with Austin, with Austin drafting this team, it's just like it looks ridiculous right here. Um, we just got right. done with our – Yeah, let's see. Yeah, we're all a little right. bit warmed up too, yeah. So uh, I Travis, went with uh, – your ridiculous yeah. team here. Yeah. I had Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Trey Lance, all mobile-ish quarterbacks uh, that should give me you know big boom games. I really like Trey Lance as an upside league winner this year should Jimmy G get traded away, which we expect him to. Uh, at the running backs, I just went with pure upside. That's what I wanted to do here. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, and you're like, Saquon, no, but upside for Saquon is still there probably. Yeah. Uh, Cam Akers, Javante, Dave Montgomery, all upside players with question marks, but looking for those pop games and then at wide receiver i felt like i did that as well jamar chase debo samuel maybe the biggest upside play there is i'm a little concerned that we saw one of his his best career year last year and that maybe we won't see something like that again but in best ball give me it uh tyree kill stefan diggs love jalen waddle in a second year here with tua with mike mcdaniel on board scheme him into action dj moore should our guy Deshaun Watson get traded over there. Then I like that even more. Elijah Moore, also an upside play. And then Devonta Smith should be the team's number one. couple tight ends. Mark Andrews, good last year. TJ Hawkinson was supposed to be good last year. We'll see what happens. Hopefully that evens out into some good tight end production. Well done, guys. Stack that was fun. Stack teams. Come next week, Whisper Nation. Join us for a more than three-team best ball draft over on Underdog. And when you're over on Underdog right here, it says it on the bottom. Use the promo code TFW for matched money up to 100 bucks, And uh, have fun with us next week, man. It is super, super cool. Yeah, we're going to have a great time. Appreciate Austin running through that. And I appreciate Johnny coming on here even on his birthday. Happy birthday again, my brother. Birthday, brother. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, what are you? You're 24 now? It's 57. 57. That's oh. the joke, bro. I just got to say this joke. I got to say it's not a joke. But when people like people always pull that joke, right? Like, oh, it's 25 again. There you go. And I'm like, we have a we're, we're off on this. I, <laughs> I know people want to hold on to the youth. I get it. Mortality is terrifying. But we're going the wrong this. way with it. Don't tell people you're so much younger. Tell people you're so much older than yeah. you actually are. Because if it's like use you know, their, you own, get, use their yes. own logic against them. Like, oh, Austin, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. How old are you? I'm 52. It's like, what the? F you look good. Or it's like, yeah, don't I? That's, that's wild. Like, I'm 50 something. Like, yeah. Versus like, damn, you a wrinkly ass 24 year old. So, yeah. I love so it. Old. So, how old are you, Johnny? I am 32 officially. Happy oh, no. You're supposed to say 52. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, no, but that's awesome, Johnny. We love you, man. We uh, hope you have a great rest of your birthday evening. Appreciate we love Whisper Nation, who was in us in here mocking with us on Sleeper and on Underdog, and we'll be with you next week. And stay tuned for the Thursday night football show. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to hit that. For Austin Sear and for the birthday boy Johnny Game Time Hicks, I am Big Travi, and we're the Fantasy Whispers. We're out. Peace. Peace. 
Oh, hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw and you want to learn how to dominate your own draft and win your own league, head on over to the Fantasy Whispers. <laughs> I just keep doing that, dude. Right here. Oh, hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw, go ahead and hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content or go live. And if you're still not told yet, check out one of these videos.